0: everybody and welcome to 40 going on 14 i am mike i am patrick i'm joel and i'm josh and this week we're going to be talking
1: about cheese which means that we're going to have to endure a bunch of cheese puns from joel and he cheddar not brie thinking about doing some bad ones because they make me blue in case so you were wondering i prefer gouda ones i know that's nacho thing joel that i'm impressed that was good very good I also It was double duty. I, I've been practicing that, so uh, I'll also kill most of the bad cheese puns right off the kick.
2: Is this what it
0: feels like when you've been disarmed? Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, In my mind, I saw Sarah on the other side of the room with cue cards, flipping them off to the side like a Bob Hope special.
1: When she's flipping me off on the side, it has nothing to do with cue cards. <laughs> Might have something to do with cheese puns, though.
3: Uh, I wish you luck, Joel. <laughs>
2: You guys are a bunch of monsters. <laughs>
3: cheese. Nice.
1: So, if you like cheese puns, you might like the shows on Geek Life Radio. and You'll find us there. And you'll also find the Anime Trap House, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, HTML All the Things, and Geek Life Radio's own Rad Dad Radio Hour, the Schmorgish Borg.
2: Feels so good. It feels so good. It feels so good. It feels so good. Good-a, good-a. Is that it?
0: not a winner you didn't start at a real high spot anyway so i mean <laughs> that's true
2: nope 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 <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we're here all right
3: is here like like going nowhere is that we're here here
0: is going nowhere here went back back now back hello hi how are you
3: <laughs> mike Those was in you, the Bahamas for a second
0: if you're <laughs> if you're Haiti. looking for some more of this uh, we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We are all over the place. You can find us on Blueberry. You can find us on uh, Spotify. Yeah, we are on Spotify. You can put us in your playlist. And you can be listening to Herb Alpert, and then Josh's dulcet tones can pop up.
1: Yeah, we're on Audible, and this is the first time in the history of podcasts someone has mentioned Audible and not gotten paid for it. <laughs> we're on Audible? <laughs> yeah, I found us earlier. Really? Oh. Yes, when I was insisting that we'd done a show that we had not done, I was going through the Audible track list <laughs> to prove myself right. <laughs>
0: you can give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. Uh, that's seven hundred eight six six nine nine seven two seven. And as is tradition, do we have any voicemails? Sure hope not.
2: Damn it! I don't think so. I'm
0: tradition,
3: pretty sure we don't. Tradition stays. <laughs> there's a reason why there's a song about it. Tradition. Tradition. No, I was talking about the Hank Williams Jr. song. Oh. It's a family tradition? Mm-hmm. I think it's about All that. right. On that note, I
1: think it's about that time.
4: This week in music, movies, and TV.
2: And
0: <laughs> Not entirely sure what that has to do with uh, cheese, but...
2: That's what happens when I eat too much
0: cheese.
1: I was going to say, it's like when Mike eats feta. Yeah. yeah. They become
0: party cannons. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That ain't glitter. All right. So this week we are going with July 2nd, 1956. If you're wondering what the significance of July 2nd, 1956 is, is at the Clearfield Cheese Company in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, Arnold Narwaki debuted his invention, a method to wrap 600 individual slices of cheese per minute in cellophane. It was a breakthrough that boosted the shelf life of cheese from days to months and changed school lunches and fast food meals forever. 600 slices of American (laughs) cheese.
3: One.
4: (laughs) I think I'm blind. That's
3: beautiful. (laughs) Good day to you. That's the best part of the whole thing. There's still another joke after that. (laughs) Smithers have falling from the ceiling. So that...
0: Six hundred slices per minute. That's crazy, pants. That's
3: yeah, a lot of cheese. Well, That'd... cheese question. You know, quote unquote, processed cheese. Like, yeah,
1: it's yeah. not very good cheese, but it's still okay yeah. on a bog standard like grilled cheese. Yeah, like, not a gourmet grilled cheese like you make, but like, yeah, the ones us mortals make.
0: It, it <laughs> checks. It checks off the boxes.
3: It's American. I even sometimes enjoy one of those a trash grilled cheese. That's what you know with those. The cheese and the cellophane and the, and the, and the wonder bread. Yeah. That's sometimes. Yeah. All right.
2: So number one song in the land was the wayward wind by Goji Grant. Is that right? Goji. Did
3: I, I have that? no idea. I've never heard of that song. I didn't even look it up.
2: Isn't Goji a berry.
3: No, you're thinking of a sigh.
2: <sighs> oh, no,
3: So no, You're thinking that. of Gogurt.
2: Oh, okay. It's another thing you don't want to eat. Ah, uh, all right. So <laughs> Pat's trying to kill me here. <laughs> Philip Adrian Wright, born June 30th, is an English musician known as Adrian Wright. Well, that's clever. Wright had studied filmmaking, <laughs> and in 1978, he was invited to join the new avant-garde electric band, The Human League, which composed which composed of
3: his friend. I, I, which was composed. Uh, there's a word missing. Was. Say, which Pick was it up. Of
2: his friend, it, context clues. Philip Oakley, <laughs> Martin Ware, and Ian Craig Marsh. Then a non-musician, Wright, was appointed as Director of Visuals, whose job was to provide lighting and slideshows to accompany the Human League's live concerts. When the Human League split in October of 1980, Wright sided with Oki and Ware and Marsh left. Necessity forced him to become a musician, and he quickly learned keyboards. He and Oki co-wrote some of the new Human League songs, including the number one hit, Don't You Want Me? plus Darkness, I Am The Law, and the acronym of the week, TTT, D A M O. Pretty sure I know this one. I'm pretty sure this is
1: Tiny Terrible Testicles Dangling Above My Orifice. <laughs> <coughs> uh,
0: Sounds like an art house movie.
3: What what that is, that's a that's a promo for the dream show. Is what that is. <laughs> wow.
1: What what should concern you is how quickly I came up with that one. Yeah, when was, that,
3: <laughs> yeah that that took you about 30 seconds total. Right. No, that is the things that dreams are made of.
2: Which also leads into a promo for our dream
3: chip. Ah, good point.
2: Ah. Ho, ho. He remained a key member of the Human League during the early 1980s, both as a composer and keyboard player. He left the band in 1986 after becoming disillusioned with the musical direction Oki was taking and feeling marginalized by the new producers.
3: Now you know all about the Human League. That's more than I ever wanted to know about
2: the Human League. <laughs>
3: I just thought it was interesting that he was just a dude that was basically hanging out. He was like a roadie. Like, he just works for him. And then, you know, everybody, the band breaks up. They're like, hey, learn keyboard. And then suddenly <laughs> that's, how, that's when they become famous.
2: He's like, okay.
3: It'd be like if we, we went up to Jay, like, hey, Jay, learn to act. Okay. And then suddenly we, we we end up on Broadway.
0: <laughs> well, this was a weird
3: path. Right? How did this happen?
1: Th- that's kind of a- how we played Artemis. Jay walked in from the street and we're like, Jay, you're the captain. <laughs> that's true. <Yeah. laughs> the,
0: course, best. He's like, okay. <laughs> the best part of that night is when you were playing blackjack on the on the. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, all you guys are doing your important stuff. Sir, the communication says this. Sir, there's this off the starboard bow. Sir, the the engines are doing this. Cut to me. Sir, I have a sixteen, and he's showing a five. Do I hit or stand? <laughs> Go down the river. Then I hit twenty one. Yay!
0: <laughs> that was the only order he gave with confidence that night. <laughs> oh man, we got to play Artemis again. That was fun. Indeed. For, and we for get well, to
3: Gen Con first. For right.
0: listeners, if you do not know what Artemis is, realizing that people may not know this.
3: <laughs> yeah, we should probably give some context.
0: Yeah, Artemis is a, a Star Trek bridge simulator. Everyone takes a different role of combat of, you know, you're either weapons or engineering or navigator or helmsman or communications or captain. And we threw our friend Jay uh as captain for reasons unknown. Um <laughs> it was a ton of yeah, fun. He, sh- he
3: showed up late to the party and found out he was captain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everybody else wanted to do the cool stuff, so you're in charge. The Artemis was never heard from again.
3: (laughs)
1: Partially because I was on comms and just sent uh, expletives to every alien ship within
0: range.
3: (laughs) This is why you guys suck.
0: Communications, what's the situation? I've just insulted their mothers.
3: (laughs) And I was the engineer, and I was too busy playing blackjack.
0: Yeah, engineers don't do anything until something gets hit. Which, lucky for you, Josh was insulting their mothers. (laughs) (laughs) If we do that again, we
3: should live stream it. Oh, man, that is a fun game. But moving on.
2: Moving on. Jerry Hall, American model who was married to Mick Jagger, was born in Mesquite, Texas on July 2nd.
0: She was known for her grilling and smoking. What? And wearing a mask in Batman. Yeah, Mesquite, Texas. Isn't that where they do all the grilling?
3: Oh, Mesquite. I get it. No, mosquito yeah. is a type of wood. It's not named for the location. The town and the wood are named for the and tree. That's what I mean, <laughs> Mayor Mesquite. Mayor McSkeet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, McSkeet, <laughs> skeet, 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 skeet,
3: skeet. <laughs> What is even happening?
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was the stupidest, most funny thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Are the people that live in the town called Mosquitoes. Ah, huh? uh, uh, like that, it's gone. I like that. One. Where's yeah. a
1: discard outage when you need one?
0: <laughs> Never forget her epic role in Batman and Freejack. I was going to
3: say, don't forget Freejack. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Careful. So yeah, we're, strangely enough, Jerry Hall was also married to uh, Rupert Murdoch later in life. So that's a strange. Yeah, Batman those Hall. are
0: some choices she made. <laughs> She dried up. You know, she goes, well, who is another dried up old rich guy I can go to?
3: But can you imagine like going from the Mick Jagger lifestyle to Rupert Murdoch lifestyle? You never know, man.
0: I mean, Rupert may be like.
3: I yeah, I mean, those ultra billionaires have got to be freaks because, you know. What...
0: And she moved on to Ted Turner. That's the freak. You know, Ted Turner is a freak.
2: <laughs> I like doing it in black and white. Now colorize it.
3: He films his home videos in black and white and then colorizes them later. Is that the joke you're looking for?
0: I maybe uh,
2: John Rick- Richard Jorgensen was born in July <laughs> <Heimer-Schmidt.
0: November>. that's
2: <laughs> my name too
0: <laughs> wherever we go out the people start to shout hey John, John Richard Jorgensen, Jorgensen Jingle Schmidt
2: <laughs> oh, <no, no>, no. <laughs>
4: what? <laughs> what the hell is going on
2: <laughs> he is an American musician best known for his guitar work though he is also proficient on the mandolin mandicello dobro pedal steel guitar piano upright bass clarinet bassoon and saxophone Jesus. while a member of the desert rose band he won the academy of country music's guitarist of the year award three consecutive years jorgensen has recorded on or toured with elton john tommy emmanuel the birds bob dylan bob Seeger, willie nelson johnny cash Emmylou harris hank williams jr barbara streisand luciano Pavarotti. Roy Orbison, Patty Loveless, Michael Nesmith, John Prine, and Bonnie Raitt.
0: Now, there's a Venn diagram for you. Here's the most (laughs) curious, right? right? Who, Venn diagram? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
2: One of these things is not (laughs) like the other.
0: Right. Yeah, Michael Nesmith, man, with that (laughs) hat. (laughs) You and your monkeys. I mean, that's the other question is, what is a dobro? You said, well, mandocello mandicello. That,
3: that, that that's that seasoning you put on your on your beef."
0: Yeah. Well, he's yeah. Guitar your mandolin. <laughs> you
3: meef <laughs> Damn meep? it. Is I was Muppet hoping no one would hear that. That's a beef and meat. Your meef that's,
0: <laughs> that's when, like when that's you... when Beaker grills for that's, you. He gets meef.
3: That's, that's what you get at the hungry heifer. 100% meat. When you
2: like dissect a Muppet and <laughs> grill him up. And...
0: Well, OK, Damn. I know what a mandolin meep. is. I know what a steel guitar is. I know what a guitar is. A cello. That's like that lemon drink that Danny DeVito sells. <laughs> and what's a dobro? A dobro is a type of resonator guitar. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's usually used in
1: blues. It's similar to a. Oh. It's like it's a, like a steel, like a steel, steel guitar, blues. but. Yeah, it, it's like a steel guitar, but you don't hold it in your lap.
3: It's okay. a house. Made, it's a house made of mud.
1: That is a badass looking instrument, right there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I only understand. know what it is because of the Ballad of Curtis Lowe by Skinner.
0: Okay.
2: And Dennis probably has two of them.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: It's it's like, imagine an acoustic guitar with a giant steel plate where the body is.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, on to a very short movies. Yeah, not a whole lot going on in 1956 in movies, but the number one movie in the land was The King and I, which was starring e- Deborah Kerr, Yul Brynner, and Rita Moreno. etc., etc., etc. King and I was definitely a movie. I saw it like 30 years ago. So I have nothing to say about it. Same here. All right. Also, Hollywood actress and sex symbol Marilyn Monroe wed for the third time, this time marrying playwright Arthur Miller at White Plains Courthouse in White Plains, New York. That's a weird
0: matchup, too its
3: It is. Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be Mm -hmm. like if if Scarlett Johansson married Bill Maher.
1: Yeah. Well, Ah. like, you look at her husband's, and it's almost like she was trying to collect a perfect hand of cards with different...
3: attributes on them <laughs> she was just trying to build a dungeons and dragons party <laughs> <This> <laughs> her is her
0: <laughs> arthur you're the bard <laughs> 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 right, so TV. Joe, joe dimaggio
3: was obviously the paladin fighter
2: <laughs> she was playing tragic the gathering
3: oh
0: mm. she died she did TV
3: like a
2: candle in the wind.
0: Oh, stop that. <laughs> the top shows in the land were I Love Lucy, the Ed Sullivan show, General Electric Theater, and The 64,000 Dollar Question.
2: Oh, I love General Electric Theater. It's an easy reader, right?
0: Yes, I'm I'm just going to agree with you on that and move on. Yay. David Allen Greer, American actor and comedian known for TV shows and movies such as In Living Color boomerang bewitched and the big sick was born in detroit michigan on june 30th i gotta i gotta thank was it josh that put big sick on the list for the Mm rom-coms yeah Yeah, Yeah. yes that was a great movie i would have never watched it if you hadn't brought it up
3: i finally got to watch it and it's along with Fifty Fifty, just another great movie i'm never gonna watch again
2: (laughs) yeah it's not like a uplifting kind of want to rewatch it over and over but it's really good No, it's definitely worth watching. I mean, it's uplifting if you know the story
1: like that. It all turned out okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So a week after performing Hound Dog on the Milton Berle show, scandalizing the audience with his suggestive rotating and gyrating hip movements, Elvis Presley experienced one of the most ridiculous moments in his illustrious and sometimes full on ridiculous career. On July 1st, he appeared on the Steve Allen show, and seeing that Steve Allen was not a fan of Elvis, he attempted to humiliate him. The first step was to have him sing his first song in a tuxedo. Ha, ha, ha. That'll show him. <laughs> that, yeah, that's <laughs> weird flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like It was 1956, I, don't forget. Yep. That was, that was a big insult back in 56. Hey, you take, <laughs> yeah, take you not, and your tuxedo out of
3: here. Yeah, not letting him dress in what he wanted to dress in. But no, you're going to wear a tuxedo.
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was like, all right. Do I sing? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it went. <laughs> yeah, the second step and the clinch in his evil plan was having him sing the new released Hound Dog to an actual basset hound wearing a top hat, which was sitting on a stool.
2: I've seen that video.
0: I have too. Yep. And it's a damn good rendition of hound dog.
2: Yep. And it's a cute ass basset.
3: Elvis, to his credit, was like him or not, and whatever, he was always game for whatever they told him to do. You know, he just like, all right.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the thing is, like, he probably didn't even realize that Steve Allen was like trying to insult him. He was like, right? You want me to? You want me to wear this? All right. Do I say? Yeah.
3: All right. Especially considering how early on in his career this was, and he was still like the naive hillbilly country boy. Yeah, he was probably just like, yeah, I guess I'll sing to your dog on television. Whatever, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, I get it. It's a joke. I'm singing to a hound dog. That's awesome. And then Steve Allen's like, curses.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) He twirls his mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Steve
0: Allen didn't have a mustache, but he did have a guy with a mustache that he'd call on to twirl his mustache. Troll your mustache, mustache for me. Where's my mustache man? I don't know why Steve Allen talks like He's that. He's got
2: Jajaga board tied to a railroad track. <laughs> 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 Wilbur, my pig, where are you? And Mike does another decent impression.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: ja, ja Steve
0: ja Allen Gabor. or ja, ja Gabor? I don't know. Ja, ja Gabor. <laughs> All right, so
3: Ellen We're getting a, a real weird stable <laughs> of characters here from Mike going. Right?
0: Um, hey, Alan Ruck, American actor from Spin City, which is actually a great show, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off among others was born in Cleveland, Ohio on July 1st. So, good for Alan Ruck being born. Yeah. Also, Montel Williams, American TV talk show host, was born in Baltimore, Maryland on July 3rd. On July 9th, Dick Clark hosted American Bandstand for the first time. How many seasons did American Bandstand run with him? Wild. I would have guessed that was earlier than this. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Bad state. I would guess 51 seasons. That's my guess.
0: All right. Dick Clark, the first ever co-host of the show, was Donna Summer. (laughs) And, oh, my God. The only person to ever... Okay, I'm sorry. The only person to ever co-host with Dick Clark was Donna Summer, who joined him on The Present to present a special episode dedicated to the release of Casablanca. Huh.
2: The record label.
0: No, the film. What? To re- I said to release of Casablanca the film. Oh no, no, of the Casablanca film. Thank God it's Friday. Wow, okay, bad oh. break in the. Uh, oh no, it's the cat
3: burglar named Casablanca. They released him.
0: He's free. See,
3: <laughs>
0: and then Steve Allen twirls somebody else's moustache. <laughs> Go steal that hound dog.
3: <laughs> I like that idea. The other guy, he's not paid to, to twirl his mustache. Steve Allen still twirls the mustache. It's just the other guy's mustache.
0: Yeah, the guy he's a little bit shorter than Steve Allen, so he like when he whenever he gets, <laughs> the guy runs in, stands in front of Steve Allen, who's just a little bit shorter, and then he like twirls his mustache.
2: And then Eddie Albert saves Josh Ackleborn from the railroad tracks.
0: <laughs> I think we have a hit movie on our hand.
3: I think Josh just left. <laughs>
0: I'm on another podcast talking about cheese. (laughs) We got to get a sound effect of the uh, going to the going to the car and driving away from the Simpsons or Josh.
1: I almost queued up. What a fool believes. It's been (laughs) so long that there could be people who have listened to us for years and have no idea that that's the
0: music that I'm getting bored with the conversation. I'm trying to play you off. Okay. So here's why you think American bandstand Was on earlier than that because it was Dick Clark was not the first person to host it.
2: Brian Seacrest was.
0: Yes, that's correct, Joel. Brian Seacrest as Ghost Fetus (laughs) It was originally Bob Horn from 1952 to 1956, Lee Stewart from 52 to 55, Tony Mammarella 1956, and then Dick Clark took on all the heavy lifting from 1956 to 1989. But it was narrated by Charlie O'Donnell from 58 to 69. Who's Bob Horn?
3: No idea. What man no idea? He, he
0: was a dick. He was a, a dick jockey. Disc jockey. Dick
3: jockey. <laughs> <laughs> dick
2: jockey?
0: Your Zsa, Zsa Gabor was quite the dick jockey in her time. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Patrick, take sports.
3: Oh, my God. No, I want to talk more about TV. Let's keep going. Certainly. <laughs> there it is. Fine. It's been it's a poor. while since that has been. <laughs> That's that shown a up. thing. On June 29th, American Charles Dumas recorded the first high jump over 7 feet, 2.13 meters, during the U.S. Olympic trials in L.A., California. That's crazy. Yeah, that is – and to to think that's like that's now routine. If you can't jump seven foot, you're just not in the high jump. That's all. (laughs) On July 6th, MLB Commissioner Ford Frick inaugurated the Cy Young Award to honor baseball's outstanding pitcher of the season. And there's a Cy Young Award now for both the National League and the American League, two Cy Youngs every year. And lastly, on July 6th, at the Wimbledon Men's Tennis Finals in an all-Australian matchup – Lou Hode won his first of two Wimbledon singles crowns, beating Ken Rosewall 6-2, 4-6, 7-5, 6-4. The following day at the Wimbledon Women's Tennis Finals, American Shirley Fry beat Angela Buxton of England 6-3, 6-1 for her only Wimbledon singles title. I'm sorry, when you're reading the scores, I'm like,
0: Jenny, Jenny, how should I call you? <laughs> <laughs> 6
2: seven, <five>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, yep, that's going to be the sports play us off keyboard, Joel.
0: No, 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 no. All right. So in coming up for ideas for the show, we there, I'm just saying there will be times where we'll throw show ideas around and be like, hey, why don't we talk about this? And initially, and Josh can attest, the statement is, how the hell are we going to talk about that for an hour?
1: There's no such problem with cheese. Dude, if I start talking about cheese and you guys don't stop me, I will still be talking
0: in three hours. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are talking about cheese today. We're talking about cheese for the then and cheese for the now. And yeah, I will lay a bet we're going to have excess track for this for to be yeah. kept out. This is technically the dairy show. We will
1: briefly cover other forms of dairy, but let's face it, it's mostly about the cheese.
0: Briefly.
3: Uh, <laughs> because underwear?
0: Yeah, that's it. You just get one. <laughs> so, <laughs> some, in- some history on cheese. From Wikipedia, the fond of all knowledge. Production of cheese predates recorded history beginning well over 7,000 years ago. Humans likely developed cheese and other dairy foods by accident as a result of storing and transporting milk in bladders made of ruminants? ruminants. Yeah, that's correct. Ruminants. Okay. Ruminant stomachs, as their inherent supply of rennet, would encourage curdling. There's no conclusive evidence in indicating where cheese making originated, possibly Europe or Central Asia or Middle East or the Sahara. Who the hell knows? But at one point or another, somebody said, I dare you to eat that. I think that's how, how we a got, lot of
3: food got started.
0: That's how we got eggs.
3: <laughs> and, and oysters. Cunnilingus. this <laughs> <laughs>
1: <coughs> so then so, Yeah, you can't really have cheese without milk. I don't know. Were you guys as
0: kids like big milk drinkers? I was, but only as we discussed in the Valentine's Day show, if it was mixed with carnations and breakfast. Okay, so you were pretty much a chocolate milk only kid. Yeah, that's the thing though. I I liked Not really chocolate milk. If you put Hershey's syrup in milk, I wouldn't dig it. But if you gave me carnation, I would totally drink that. Man, Hershey's chocolate syrup and milk is good. Now, what I did have was Bosco. Put that in my milk.
1: And I would just like drink straight regular, like 2% milk. Like I would go through a
2: gallon on my
1: own in like two days.
2: Yikes.
3: Yeah, I I drank a lot of milk, but not that much. That's a lot of milk.
2: See, for me, I, I wouldn't drink milk unless it was
0: in cereal. So, did you wait so then you would only like finish the bowl type of thing?
2: Well, I mean, I would eat my cereal, and then whatever was left in the bowl, I'd either put more cereal in or I would drink the milk that was in the bowl, but just straight milk like in a glass it wasn't a thing chocolate milk, yes, whether it's you what know if somebody
0: me. gave you cereal in a glass.
1: I've done that sometimes I wouldn't even hold out for the glass. I'd be the gross kid drinking it straight out of the jug well, if you're the cereal. Yeah, And I wasn't necessarily the only one, and I, I would eventually be uh, a little bit more considerate and do the where you don't put your mouth, you don't actually put your lips on the jug. you kind of hold, just hold it
3: do over the and pour it in. <laughs> oh, no, every time I'm, I drink milk from the jug, it's like a big big old straight up just tongue fucking. Yeah. You just get in there, you just hold the whole thing, you just make love to that jug. And we're true.
2: back to cunnilingus.
0: Well, I don't know where to take any of this now.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> We've already gotten to this point.
2: Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember my mom, like, insisting that we drink milk growing up. Uh, and I don't know. And I think for me, it was just kind of a uh, it's just kind of a flavor thing, kind of a consistency
3: thing.
0: Now, milk back then, how about at school when you got those little freaking cartons of milk that you could never open right? Little Right.
3: You end up, like, drinking so much cardboard along with your milk.
0: Yeah, you get your fiber because all the <laughs> milk carton falls apart while you're drinking
3: it. Little shards of cardboard just going down your throat along with the milk.
1: There was an extra <laughs> charge for, for milk like to the parents, so I didn't get milk. What? Yeah, like our, our school. Like If you wanted milk delivery at the beginning of the quarter, there's a form you filled out. You gave the school a check, and then you, the kids whose parents paid for the milk got the milk every day.
3: I uh, probably got four milks a day.
2: I didn't drink milk.
3: You, you keep just in mind, you like, don't, don't let the peasants have these. Throw these away.
1: Keep in mind, my graduating class, my eighth grade graduating class, was four, and the one that preceded me was two.
2: Mine was two. Were you in the same class? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> that would be a not
2: even in the same state.
3: <laughs> this entire time, like, wait, we went to the same school. We were the <laughs> only- <laughs> You
2: were the other one that graduated. <laughs>
0: uh because yeah there was yeah. there was the milk that you got in the jugs a little cartons at school and they had did you have whole milk i know there was two percent and there was chocolate two percent and skim
1: and chocolate
0: uh, skim isn't real milk though skim is it's just watered down milk yeah they call it you know in um they sometimes call it blue milk
3: it is, I just, actually... water. It is just water pretending to be milk
0: yeah, thank you, Ron. I actually,
1: I actually don't mind skim milk, but uh, because I got used to drinking skim milk, uh, and uh, other people preferred whole or two percent. Like I usually, <laughs> if I buy
0: a gallon of milk, it'll be one uh, percent. Actually, oh, see, I don't. I know we drank milk. I don't recall, but I don't recall my mom being. You must drink your milk every day. But I knew we bought it every time we went to the grocery store. Somebody was drinking it. Might have been me. I don't know. I was young. I don't remember that yeah we and we always had milk in the
2: house i didn't really go on a milk kick until uh high school when i started drinking chaga milk like every morning (laughs) you know as you will uh and i started drinking it every day when i was like junior senior year i would i would get a what was it all not uh, like carton of milk not the little ones but you know the taller ones and i would drink that during my first hour study hall
3: i just, I just now at this point remembered when i was very young we stage when my mom was trying to buy powdered milk and you know the stuff that you just add water to instant milk whatever you want to call it and my sister and I pretty much revolted until she finally stopped doing that <laughs> we we would open up the uh, refrigerator and see like the Tupperware <laughs> with the red lid on it and know it was full of that powdered milk shit and we're like no
2: is that gross <laughs> I mean I've seen it but I don't know that I've ever had it, it, it
3: It's it's like um it it never tastes like whole milk. It only the the most it ever gets to is like skim milk consistency, and it tastes like wallpaper paste.
0: And occasionally you get like a like a ball of powder. Yeah,
3: chunk. yeah. And when you when you get one of those chunks that didn't dissolve just right, mm-hmm. it's it's like suddenly you're drinking buttermilk. And if you don't want buttermilk, that's really disgusting.
1: I do remember the first time I asked to drink the buttermilk when I didn't know what it was, and uh, it was not a good time. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, buttermilk is one of the few like dairy type things that I do not enjoy. My my mother and my sister both like it, but I could I could care less for buttermilk unless I'm making biscuits or fried chicken or, or something like that.
2: Oh. cornbread maybe. Yeah, but I make my ranch with buttermilk, and that's the only way yeah. to go, man.
3: Yeah, exactly. Those those, t- but I don't like it as a drink by itself.
2: Yeah, like as a dredge or or a, a mixing component. Yeah, but I, I've never had a desire to drink it. It's just
0: no. I've made my own buttermilk. What, is that a weird thing? Is that strange for me to say that out loud? I don't
1: know how to react. to Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like you're talking about from your nipples.
0: So, yeah. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to go to the doctor, man. I think you have something.
0: No, it's like you try to make pancakes. You want to make buttermilk pancakes. I don't have any buttermilk. I don't feel like going to the store to get it. You look up how to make buttermilk. You. Yeah, just putting
3: lemon lemon juice in milk right
0: yeah it's just like a like a controlled curdling of the milk and that's really all it is and just make sure it doesn't get chunky on you and you're fine now here's the thing though when my uh my family we used to go to wisconsin all the time we used to go to Dorr county and going through the land of cheese porn and fireworks (laughs) we would stop and custard (laughs) custard doesn't explode usually um, we would stop at these cheese places and do, oh, I remember at least once a summer, we would do one of one, if not both of two things, we would stop and we would go to a winery and see how wine was made. Or we would stop at a cheesery. <laughs> and we'll see how cheese is made. And we would go through and I, you know, and then during school, they would go oh, write, write about something that you did during the summer. Of course, I chose write how to make wine. So my third grade me is writing about tannins and writing about <laughs> about residual sugars and all that sort of thing. And then my mom has to come in and have a conversation with the principal. Why does your son know so much about making wine when he's only in third grade? Um, but we did the cheese ones, too. We used to always go to Mars Cheese Castle. Oh, yeah.
3: I was going to bring that up. I missed that place.
0: Oh, it's so much better now. It actually they they, it's no longer just a like facade, like uh, blazing, blazing saddles type town facade of a of a castle, it's actually got turrets and stuff.
3: Oh wow. Yeah.
0: They they, they so upgraded. <clears throat> but we would go there and we would get go see the you know <clears throat> how they make cheese, you know, see how you squeeze out all the way and all that other stuff. And then we would get cheese curds. And the best thing about cheese curds is that when you chewed them, you ate them, they squeaked. Yep. That's good how you one, know they're
3: too. fresh. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, like, even though I could get cheese curds here in the grocery store, they're not the same because they don't squeak. They do a little bit, but not, not anything near. Nearly as
0: much as a, a fresh made right? bag of curd, which is amazing.
3: How'd you guys feel about cottage cheese? I love the shit out of cottage cheese, but it's got to be the right consistency.
0: 2% and a large curd.
3: I don't like the really, really runny cottage cheese, and I don't like really, like, I know this sounds strange for cottage cheese, but I don't like the bland cottage cheese.
1: I'm with you. Yeah, I I, I want full
2: fat (laughs) cottage cheese, large curd. Yeah, (laughs) for sure.
3: If you're eating cottage
2: cheese, you have to
0: go all in on that.
2: See, and I, I, for me, again, it's a consistency thing. I just, something about it just grosses me out. Cottage cheese, that is.
0: Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. See, I used to eat cottage cheese with grape jelly in it.
1: See, that's wild because uh, a growing up sandwich, it wasn't cottage cheese and jelly, but it was cream cheese and jelly. Like that was
0: another option. I can see that. But see, the reason it. there was this restaurant in Wisconsin that was years ago when my family, we used to have a cabin up there, a cottage up there. And we would go up there and my grandfather would take us out to this restaurant, which in retrospect was a lot fancier than I actually conceived of back then? Because I was like, wow, here they're bringing out the vegetable platter. Now they're bringing out the cheese platter. And then it wasn't until years later that I was like, "It was like an eight-course meal.
3: Yeah, he like, restaurants don't normally do that.
0: Yeah, Welcome second. to go, medieval times. Yeah, it was <laughs> what my grandfather would always get. They would have a, a platter full of different cheeses on there. It would have cottage cheese and jelly. And it was raspberry jelly and grape jelly. And my grandfather would put the cottage cheese with the grape jelly on there. All I was right, like, I oh. want
3: to I want to try that now. I've never, I've never mixed those two. I want to try. Like do you put it on toast or something, or you just
0: put <laughs> no, it it's in it. a bowl. Just in like a little bowl, dude. I want to try like, that.
2: if you take I'm like a, sure. oh, go ahead, Joel. I was going to say if you take a block of cream cheese, uh, and put like something sweet over the top of it, like a jelly or uh <laughs> something like that, and then you know dip crackers mm. into it, like take little chunks of both off. It's fucking
0: amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've done that and I like that, but I've never done the the cottage cheese and. Jelly. Oh, a
0: brick of cream cheese. You gotta, you gotta kind of like smooth it up first. So don't just take the brick and put it on a plate. You you blend it, get it, get it so it's a little bit smoother, and not so or much of Just, just a brick. To let it
3: come to room temperature before you do right. anything with it,
0: and then pour on raw honey.
3: Yeah, or, uh, down here, down here in Texas, it's big to do uh, salsa.
1: Salsa uh, and cream cheese.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I can see that.
1: Any dairy with any sort of like. Uh, sh- I, I, like shredded or mashed fruit. Like you can even get it now where the cottage cheese has, it's like yogurt with fruit on the bottom. Yeah, And really, or, I mean, how different is that from doing both butter and jelly on a piece of bread or a muffin?
3: Yeah.
0: Now, one of the things that I was taught how to make scrambled eggs back when I was a, back when I was a child, they take the eggs and put the butter in the skin. Then you take cream cheese slices, the cream cheese Put it in the skillet. Get those melty, 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 and then throw the egg, raw egg on top and then scramble in the cream cheese and the butter into the eggs. Mm-hmm.
1: That's not a bad idea. I mean, the slightly cooler cream cheese would uh, keep your eggs cooking like you wouldn't get all the water boiling out of them while they're setting. It would <laughs> result
0: in creamier eggs. Yeah, super fluffy. And now, Well, I mean, this is for the now, but now you take some chives and toss some chives in there.
3: Yeah, You can do that I... with
0: cr- cr- uh, cottage cheese, too. And eggs mm. C-
3: cottage cheese in your eggs yeah uh, i'd try yeah. it
0: like
1: I, that never yeah. occurred to me but i would totally try that
2: laura try did that it too. and she's like these are really creamy eggs she i've liked done it.
3: it with with the cream cheese so i don't see why it wouldn't work
2: yeah yeah And that's kind of the now but just throwing it out there
3: so no. well,
0: i mentioned yogurt were you guys big yogurt guys <laughs> we had Dannon coming out of our ears <laughs> <laughs> everything had fruit on the bottom in my house
3: Yeah, I didn't like anything yogurt related uh, when I was younger. Oh, I loved yogurt. I I
1: would any flavor yogurt. And like as I got slightly older, like even into
0: teens, I could uh, eat the unflavored as well. I can't do the unflavored. I mean, I could if I had to. Like if I accidentally grabbed something that I thought was vanilla, I would still eat it. But my favorite is the ones that have like the uh, I found a tart cherries, cherries or blueberries. bottom.
2: See, again, yogurt consistency thing, plus something about the flavor just throws me off. I I don't know. I have never been a fan of it, and I don't know whether it's because I read that it had live active cultures in it, and that weirded me out, but... But you eat kimchi. I like kimchi, yes.
1: Yeah, which is also fermented in very similar fashion.
2: Yeah.
3: And you eat sperm. (laughs) (laughs) So...
1: So when it comes to cheese, like, I think most of us probably, our first encounter with cheese uh, as kids, probably
0: Kraft Slices. Kraft American Singles. I don't know if that's a song. There's a a reason I chose
3: that as the tweet date. yeah.
2: Yeah, grew up with some sort of American cheese, whether it's a name brand or an off-brand or whatever. Yeah.
1: And I know I had a bunch of, like, bologna and Kraft single sandwiches, as gross as that sounds to me today.
3: Right? It sounds so – yeah, I've had a million grilled cheese sandwiches with those cellophane-wrapped Yeah, cheeses. You know, yeah. But
0: you know what? If someone came over to me and said, hey, here's a grilled cheese, and it was made that way, I'd be like, eh, still a grilled cheese. Oh, I still make those to this day. Like,
1: I'll do grilled cheese that way. And I suppose if I had, like – a deli bologna that was fried and then did a grilled craft single on it. I could probably still do the sandwich of my childhood in a way that was like elevated where I could eat it as an adult, like but just beef. like the Oscar Mayer bologna with a craft single on top and some mustard. And I don't think I could eat that today.
0: See, we didn't do that. I mean, we're kind of veering off on the bologna thing. We didn't do the craft singles with the bologna, we sliced up bologna into quarters and then uh, put it in a uh, fry pan with onions. We had bologna and onions and put now, cheese on it. We'll save that for the baloney show.
2: <laughs> Coming soon. Um, one of the things I did with the American cheese uh, singles when I was a kid... Do we is, want to hear this? Yes. Um, I would take two slices, and I would fold them up into, you know, so they were four squares, and I'd put them in a little, uh, like, slightly larger ramekin. Um, and then bowl? I would... What? A bowl. Well... Not no, it was it was it was like a it was bigger than a, a ramekin, a, a tiny but...
3: bowl, yeah. But it's, yeah, a small a, a large ramekin, tiny bowl, yeah.
2: Right, is, but smaller than a bowl. Point. Um, and I put it in there. I I and I'd mix in uh, I want to stick that point. <laughs> I'd put some um, uh, Tabasco sauce in there, and mm-hmm. if we had milk, I'd put a little milk. If we didn't have milk, I'd use water, and I would heat it in the microwave, stir it occasionally until it made like a like a a faux queso or nacho cheese and, you know, the tortilla chips in that.
1: It's like you said, I want Velveeta, but worse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we had Velveeta, I'd use that too,
0: but
1: okay. Yeah. And Velveeta is creepy, but I, I dig it in a dip.
0: Velveeta is easy for a dip. The only thing is you never want to do is like unwrap the thing and just put it vertical on the counter and leave it there. And so, the, next the, one, person... the
3: one thing you don't want to do with Velveeta is just think about that. It, what it is, you don't. If you're going to eat Velveeta, you just commit to it mentally. You're like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna think about this. This
1: was like mostly like uh, milk solids in vegetable oil.
3: Yeah, it's it's basically yeah a suspension that yeah. can live indefinitely on a shelf. It's not cheese. It's a it's a byproduct it's... of of creating other cheeses.
2: It's clear before they color it, isn't it? It yeah. is. What they say? It's,
3: it's runoff from other cheese being made, and turn, and they add chemicals to it to stabilize it, and then they put it in oil so that it, you know, to make it melt well. And yeah, it's just it's it's a homogenized mess.
2: Somebody's been watching how it's made. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, so, my mom used to like to have Velveeta in the house, the big blocks, and as a fat kid, or for coffee once in a while. <laughs> as a fat kid, you know, I'd grab the cheese slicer. And I'd cut off a big chunk of it, and I'd just sit there and chew on it.
0: Just uh, is, eat. Hard yeah,
2: chunks I've of done Velveeta.
1: that. It's uh, gross, but I've done it.
2: Yeah, when you're a fat kid and you're desperate for something to eat, you know, that looks pretty good. Why are you so
0: fat? Why are you so fat? <laughs> Velveeta. So, how, so what's what? What about like a Velveeta and Spam sandwich? Velveeta and Spam on Wonder Bread.
3: Uh.
1: I mean, I'm down with spam so long as you fry it.
0: You know, I honestly well, am too. What, uh, now, no, were that's you guys a, had, that's,
3: just, that's just called the processor? <laughs> Nothing now, but processed food.
0: That's called the goiter.
1: <laughs> were you guys margarine, butter, or something else
3: for your butter? Like,
0: we're Polish, it's all butter.
3: Okay. Same, same. You're Polish? Well, mine <clears> is the <throat> Polish part. Oh. Well Germans Germans are big on butter too so
2: yeah at home my mom always had the you know stick butter in the fridge but as time went on uh she'd sometimes get like a country crock or something like a you know margarine whipped margarine and i slowly grew to prefer that over butter cuz it wasn't quite as cuz butter's pretty pretty rich you know
3: like
1: i mean that's the point but i yeah, mean that yeah. was what i grew up on too the country crock Or the uh, parquet squeeze butter. Oh, that stuff was so gross, but
3: we had it. Yeah, my grandmother used that.
0: Yeah, we were 100% butter. Sometimes you get the butter from the deli where it was like, it was kind of wrapped in wax paper instead of being in the carton type of thing because it was like churned butter. Fancy butter.
1: I didn't realize until I was an adult, and I think most adults don't know this, you absolutely do not have to keep your butter in the fridge. Yep.
2: Nope.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true.
1: And like a lot of people are horrified by that. And some of our listeners are like, holy shit, I was today years old when I learned this.
0: And if you don't, it's so much easier.
1: Right. Like you can leave it out long enough where the edges will turn a little weird. But like most people think, oh, if I leave this out, it's going to go bad. But really, no. It just.
3: It takes almost a full week for butter to turn bad if you leave it out on your counter. Yeah.
0: And the edge is going weird. Isn't really that bad cuz every time you open it up they're like cedar naked.
3: But yeah, we have, a, oh. we have a we have container that we keep on our counter with butter in it constantly.
0: Our butter dish is
1: always on the counter. And yeah. like if the edges of it uh go a little bit flavorless, you just throw that bit out and use the good stuff.
3: Hmm. It's like aging a steak
2: in butter on the counter.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people are horrified right now, but I like I was probably, I don't know, 34 before i knew this that you could uh do that and honestly you used to be able to do that with milk it wasn't the pasteurization it was the homogenization that uh where you didn't have to shake it anymore that's the process that makes it go bad and uh, require refrigeration
0: here's a question you go yeah. out to a restaurant with your family go to a breakfast place how many of you spend time drinking those little creamers
1: as a little kid I would occasionally do that. Yes. I mean,
0: there only two things to do with them. You either made them into a pyramid
1: or you drink them. <clears throat> or you could, you could also poke a hole in the top and squeeze them.
0: Yes. Yeah, I was just
3: about to say what I used to do you could you could poke four holes in them and then squeeze them and it looked like a cow getting
0: yeah, you <laughs> Plus, could you can weaponize them. Reminds me of stupid butter tricks. Yep. <laughs>
3: yep. <laughs> oh, did we
0: ever discover where that stream of butter went? But yeah, it shot over my left shoulder
1: onto the table behind us. Okay, still funny. It's, it's still funny. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they were not as amused.
0: But no. no, you take the the other thing that you do is when I was in school, and they, you, did you ever have the thing where you in class and you're like, oh hey, to- dairy, and they would bring out a thing of whole milk or a thing of like half and half or a thing of heavy cream, and you would, it would be like in a mason jar, and the teacher would start shaking it and like, oh, here, you take it and you shake it and you shake it, and everybody would you know, there's 20 kids in the class, everyone passes it around, everybody shakes it, and that sort of thing. And by the time it gets back to the teacher, they'd be like, Oh, hey, now it's butter. Yes, Look, this is how butter's made. It's now- halfway there, and someone's like, Who drank the jar?
2: Patrick's <laughs> Mr. wiping Simmons,
0: off his lips. This jar's empty.
2: Dude, fresh made butter is amazing. It really is. I haven't had it very often, but The the couple of times I've had it is really, it's so good.
3: It's like butter.
2: It is like butter.
1: I can remember when we first started to go, like, back onto cheese. We first started to get the craft. They looked like half a cheese wheel. They were that, like, half circle. First of Cheddar and then of Colby Jack.
0: Like the Baby Bell?
1: No, I'm talking, uh... I'm trying to determine what size. It was like a coffee can lid size, but like half. It's like a half
0: circle. Oh, and they were kind of like, and they were wrapped in tinfoil in little, little eighths. And you'd peel them back and you'd have like a little wedge of... No, no, no. This is much bigger.
1: Like I said, like a full-size coffee can, but just like half the lid. It was uh, half a circle and it was just packaged. Now you'd get them in their square because it's not insane. But back in the 80s, they used to be packaged as though they were half of a cheese wheel. Oh. And th- I don't that was how, yeah, that was how Kraft sold their uh, what we had referred to as block cheese today.
0: Huh. Hmm. Is there a, find is a there cheese? From, yeah. yeah. Is there a cheese from then that you refused to eat? And if there is a cheese from then that was your favorite, well,
3: well Colby Jack probably was my favorite from then. jack Colby Jack. Yeah, Colby Jack.
0: Who loves you, baby? A, baby.
3: <laughs> not Cojack. Cojack cheese.
0: Kojak cheese. It's got a lollipop in every package. <laughs> you know what I love was baby Swiss.
3: Mm, yeah, still do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, as a kid, it was it really was American singles for the longest time. Uh, and my mom was a blue cheese fan. And at that point in my life, I was like, fuck, that smells gross. That looks gross. I don't want to eat that.
1: Ah, huh. see like I got introduced to blue cheese from the craft cheese spreads that had the old English and the Rocco Blue. And I would just mainline those little jars. Or I the, got introduced
3: um, to blue cheese in restaurants from having the blue cheese uh dressing that I liked, and then when I found out it was a cheese you could get by itself. <laughs> yeah, see. bring that yeah. here. Okay. What? <laughs>
2: oh, spe- speaking of though uh cheese um like my- well, cheese that's a topic um my mom also used to buy those little port wine cheese spreads come oh, in like a the plastic container. yeah which yeah.
0: ones are little cheese balls that are rolled in like walnut chips well this was just like a
2: little a little plastic tub of it and yeah smear it on crackers or whatever
0: oh, i stuff. used to love that shit say that again slower
3: <laughs> yeah my, my father used to always <laughs> crackers. Always get the Hickory Farms packages all year long, but especially at Christmas. But he would get them like constantly. So yeah, all kinds of cheeses and spreads and sausages and stuff. I've had all all
0: horseradish cheddar spread. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: Winshuler's bar cheese was the one we'd get. Yeah, Yeah. I would just go through entire containers of that by myself, no problem.
3: With those crispy breadsticks. Yes. Oh
0: fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are if you guys ever go downtown. On Lake and LaSalle, maybe. If you if hit, go down Lake Street when you hit the Chipotle, take a right. <laughs> <laughs> but look up BD Dogs and they're, they have uh, chili cheese dogs and they 100% use Merck's cheddar cheese spread for their cheese fries, their chili cheese fries, and their chili cheese dogs. And it is so good. They had a special once where you can get two chili cheese dogs and cheese fries together with like a a drink. And I went into like a cheese coma. And then shortly yeah, after. Did
3: you, did you eat that every day before COVID?
0: <laughs> no. I wish I did though. Actually. I I, have,
3: I would. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the only problem was when I got back to the, everyone's like, you smell that.
3: What? Did someone give Mike Feta?
0: Oh, Hey, don't, don't give Mike Feta.
3: God bless it.
0: I was hoping we were going to get through this without having to talk about me and feta cheese. I love feta okay. cheese.
3: Side topic, do not give Mike Feta ever. Not, f- this
0: is I not am not a joke. lying. I, got, I wanted a feta mm-hmm. cheese omelet at the Copper Penny in Milwaukee once, and the table voted me off the island. <laughs> And the waitress was like, I would give you the omelet, but literally everybody at the table has said they do not want you to have this omelet. So I'm not going to let you have this omelet. I had to have a fucking Denver omelet. What I could have had a feta cheese intervention,
3: omelet. Breakfast intervention. God bless that.
0: I love feta okay. cheese. I'm not sure this is going to play, but this should be a nostalgia bomb. A hanker for a hunker
3: cheese. No, I remember that. Yeah.
0: he oh, yeah, you, legs you, and the cowboy hat.
3: And his elbows going all kimbo as he's walking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we got to that. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to just describe this goofy ass Saturday
0: morning video. I can probably play it on, on the air. No, I remember that, dude. Uh, yeah. it was always like, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, oh, man, I got home from school and the time for cheese. Hanker for a hunk of cheese.
3: You guys remember when string cheese was introduced to you?
0: Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was. What do you mean you can peel the cheese? You can peel the cheese. That makes no sense. How do you peel cheese? You just like this watch
3: and you eat it like spaghetti.
0: And then people at lunch that had the string cheese, I'd be like, Oh, I wish I had string cheese. All I have is this piece of raclette. I
3: didn't, I don't don't know. I was trying to, I would rather have that than string cheese for sure.
1: You got to melt it though. If you eat raclette just like off the (laughs) block, it's
0: actually kind (laughs) of gross. It is.
3: I had a sandwich a couple times. It's all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, on a sandwich, it's all by right. Itself,
3: by itself, not so good. Yet. I mean, that's
0: why they sell they sell raclette grills. You know, like you're supposed to put raclette and like a little prosciutto on there and that sort of thing. Peel that shit slowly.
1: Like, I don't know what's uh, they use in saganaki.
0: That but like, isn't, oh. I don't think that's raclette. That, no,
1: no, but that's a similar thing where that sort of cheese is meant to be doused in lemon and brandy
0: and lit on fire and eaten fried. Do you remember get, getting Saganaki at uh, Angels? Angels, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Many, many times. Opa! Yeah. You are looking for a package of Kasseri cheese, is what uh, apparently uh, looking at all recipes, uh, You Kasseri cheese is what you need. K S S E R I, cheese. Or now, just Pat, go to a
3: Greek restaurant.
0: What about, uh, does anybody remember going
2: when we went and saw uh, Emo Phillips? and where we yep. went before we went and saw emo phillips oh yeah oh yeah melting pot yep fondue mm, love it there's a melting
1: pot near me like Let now you,
0: that's your bathroom josh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah they, there's they have another location in schaumburg like less than a mile from my house we've done several anniversary dinners there
3: i would love to go to one of those again i haven't been to one of those.
2: talk about a rich meal that will leave you clogged up
3: that's a, that's a weird place to go for a solo meal Wow. It's a weird place to go for a solo meal. Great date meal, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this dude has got three Bondu things in front of him. Uh, He's singing just, one, just is a lonely it's <laughs> one is the Loneliest Number.
2: One is the loneliest number that you ever That
3: sounds like, a, sounds like a trailer to a, a, a Rob Zombie movie.
4: Two
3: <laughs> and of course you guys remember
1: when i uh had ritz crackers with easy cheese I, I love that aerosol cheese oh and we took one of the crackers and threw it straight up and it stuck to the ceiling and stayed there all
3: year
2: e mary martha it was in the fishbowl mm-hmm. for years
3: yeah it was still there as I, 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 think as long as the last person could remember, that yeah.
2: cracker was still glued to the ceiling.
1: Yeah, yep.
3: as far as I, like the last it, person that saw it, you know, reported it was still there. <laughs>
2: that's, that's awesome. It, easy that's, cheese, not not the spray can cheese, but the easy cheese in a jar. If you put it on something it, and you leave it, it will turn into like not paste. What's the word I'm looking for? Shellac, epoxy, Uh, varnish. <laughs>
3: it might turn and margaret dark.
2: and canfield well, where are you going going look? looking for i can't think of it what do you use for building houses cement or Mort- uh, mortar uh cement might work we'll wood go
3: wood more <laughs> rocks,
2: four <small> rocks. One <laughs> is
0: the Oh, well, thank you learn. for that little jo- little on uh, there, Joel. It was fun to have you. Plaster. plaster, plaster. Okay.
3: You think yeah. houses are built of plaster?
2: No, but I, I just shut up. I'm going to go back to singing. One is the loneliest number, and eat my fondue by myself.
1: Now, were there any unusual, like? uh, I don't want to say ethnic, but maybe that's the appropriate word. Like, uh, usual cheeses from other countries that you guys got exposed to at a young age. It was a cheese
0: and it was dressed like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what? I, I might be it's the Swiss. only one here to have no, something weird.
3: I, I got exposed to a lot of Mexican cheeses living down here in Houston and having Mexican neighbors, you know, like, uh, the Chihuahua cheese and, and, um, uh, what's the, what's the one, uh, Oaxaca cheese. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah those,
1: yeah, those those are fairly exotic to like uh, the the dad in the New Balance who has uh, only ever had the. But yeah, those like legitimately those would be as kids. That would be like, holy shit, what is this? Right. I went insane for a type of cheese that uh, is through the Middle East uh, because across the street from me, we had a family from Jordan. And occasionally they'd make labneh, which is sort of like the consistency of cream cheese, but with the tang of something more like a sour cream or a yogurt. Okay. And uh, like most of the time it's made with goat's milk, but you can make it with cow's milk. And uh, yeah, I would just be a fiend for it. Anytime the grandma across the street would be willing to give me something, I would just like eat as much as they would give us.
3: That's hmm. how I was about the horchata when the neighbors would make horchata.
1: Yeah, I was lucky enough to have a friend from Lebanon in high school, so I got another shot at Labna in high school. I was like, "Holy shit!" I had this when I was living in Cicero, from the family from Jordan across the street. And uh, yeah, it took me years as an adult to like remember what it was called and like track down a grocery store that actually sold it.
2: So you've you've had it since then?
1: Yeah, uh, three or four years ago, uh, Sarah and I found that you can get like. Not only can you find it, but you can find three or four different varieties of it at Caputo's. How do you spell it? Labneh. Yeah.
2: Do you like it as much now? Still?
1: Oh, it's it's freaking amazing. Like I, I enjoy very tart things, like the your yogurts and your uh cre- your sour cream, but like it has this like slightly more solid than uh, cream cheese texture. That's just great on pita mm-hmm. or pita chips.
3: The first entry says it's basically yogurt cheese.
1: It's
0: And it's basically yogurt cheese. Mm. See, we mm. I'm sure growing up in all the different weddings and funerals and communions and all that other stuff that we had, um, I do recall that there being a kind of... Because the thing is, like, there was a cheese plate and we just called it cheese. We didn't call it Polish cheese. We was just cheese. I do know that there was a kind of cheese that you would have that they sprinkled with caraway seeds. And I'm looking it up right now to, because I'm... I do because I want to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I love rye bread,
1: and I have never had a caraway seed cheese. And now that I know it exists, I must put
0: it into okay. my face. It is a fried cheese with caraway seeds. It's called Verkoski Zemonski. Zemonski. Um uh, it's, I don't know how you spell that, but I'm sure it has too many consonants. Oh, it does. It actually has more, more vowels than you'd expect for a Polish word. Uh, the taste is intense and sharp and typical for a fried cheese. Additionally, caraway seeds are added and uh, can be the, on the only other variety that can produce under the protected name Wilkowska fried cheese is made to a local traditional recipe typical to the region since the 18th century. So an 18th century fried Polish cheese. Which I'm relatively certain I have eaten before because I know I've had the cheese with the caraway seeds on it on rye Polish rye bread, but I, we have to we have to hunt this down. Uh, me, yeah, I must
1: cheese. consume this.
0: You know, I just thought of it when
2: you were talking about cheese plates. Um, oh! two kinds of cheese that I had grown up that I didn't realize what they were uh, until I was older Boy, I do. Uh, that I'm I so really hungry, loved, I and I still wing
4: like. Wing
2: uh, and and, um, I like uh Havarti with dill and Munster. Like a grilled cheese with Munster cheese on it.
1: Oh.
3: Munster felt so well. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: As a kid, I was obsessed with is. it because of the weird rind, like the cracked bright orange rind, and the fact that it kind of sounds like you're saying monster cheese.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: I mean, there's there's just n- never really in my life been a cheese I haven't liked, except for uh, except for head cheese. Wow,
2: well, which doesn't
3: really count it, though. It's it's technically kind of a cheese. I mean, it's not it's not cheese as far as like you know the FDA is concerned, but it has the cheese in its name, so I consider there's, it one, stock
1: cheese. There's one cheese I will not try that is actually cheese, and that's Casu Marzu. Bless you. What is that? Uh it is a cheese where they let uh a parasite, I think it's a maggot, yeah. uh uh eat through it. Pasu, mm. mar, oh, mar- I know
3: it. the one you're talking about. It supposed supposedly smells horrible.
1: It's a uh yeah, it's a Sardinian cheese that uh contains live uh maggots. Yeah. Oh, well, that's on the buffet. Why,
3: why have I heard of that before? I think it must have been like, a, I think it might have been an amazing race.
1: It's See, frequently on like the grossest foods you've never heard of sort, sorts of articles, like Balut.
3: Yeah, I would yes. never try that.
1: It's a sheep milk cheese. I mean, it actually looks okay. Like, I just posted a picture to you guys, but knowing how it was made, I can't.
3: Yeah, I have no interest in that.
1: It's
0: literally the only cheese I can think of that I won't eat. See, I probably would try it just because I've already crossed the border on weird food. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, if, if if it was in front of me, I would probably try it, but I'm not going to seek it out. I'm not going to look for it. I'm not going to like go. Yeah, it's, it's never going to be in front of me.
0: You know what I'm going to do is uh, next time you're over here, I'm going to serve it. And when, when you start eating it, I'm going to be, you know what you're eating? You know what you're eating? I mean, like, it's Ready? not
3: the it's it, it's not the disgusting part of it that bothers me. It's just it it just looks horrid.
1: Well, so and the, the maggots are live.
3: Like
0: yeah. uh, apparently, it it can like hurt you if you wait for the maggots to die. See, that's a phrase I never thought anybody would say out loud,
1: right? Yeah, like the traditional method of eating this, you hold it in a certain way that if the maggots decide to jump, they don't jump into your face. Uh, I am uh, not joking. Ah. Uh, <laughs>
0: How the hell does food like this get discovered? I mean, this and well, uh, the the luwak, the, uh, and then uh, what's the, the thing in the sheep's bladder? You should have
3: that oh, on egg-ish. crackers. Egg-ish. Or some, have that or, on or crackers. fish yeah fugu yeah like, oh. yeah have
2: what? some fugu with that cheese on a cracker you know, oh, see, to i
1: would eat fugu so long as i trusted the person who prepared like i'm not letting jimmy at the gas station make fugu but you got an old <laughs> japanese guy with a good knife i'm gonna try it
3: yeah I I totally
2: Hanzo. Too. yep
1: but, uh, yeah, most of the gross foods, the, there are some I would try, but uh, now Balut, Kashumarzu.
3: Yeah, you know. ooh, Balut. Yeah, I don't have any interest in that either.
0: I like Balut much more than shirkan. Khan. That's Balut. It's a bare necessities. See? He knows what I'm talking about.
3: I know what you were talking about, too. I just corrected you. Just there's,
2: but... That's the next song the guy at the restaurant eating fondue by himself starts singing. Bear it's necessities. The
0: bear then the piano kicks in in the back. Ding, 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 <laughs> piano version of bare necessities as he looks up and grabs a grabs a fondue fork. And stabs himself
2: in the heart repeatedly as it's raining outside. Yeah, this got weird. Let, let's go back to talking about cheese.
0: <laughs> and dairy products. Cheese. And dairy products. And dairy-like products. Dairy-like products. Nachos oh
3: you're talking about like ballpark nachos
0: ballpark movie theater nachos
3: yeah movie theater nachos there you go oh i i i love them but i
1: hate myself yep Mm. how have we gotten this far without even mentioning ice cream and ice cream alikes frozen dairy desserts (sighs) i love
2: nachos just to get that in there before you switch again (laughs) Sure, sorry, yeah, I know I'm <laughs> bouncing
1: from
3: cheese to katsu marsu, no, that's all right ice cream we, but we really should have divided this. I think the dairy show and the cheese show would' have... but like yeah. yeah
1: this this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, which is probably why I'm going to have a grabber. that's how i going
3: <laughs> at, at this at this point, should we cut this off for the then because we've already gone for an hour oh, yeah no, we uh, for okay, let,
1: let's let's talk a little bit about ice cream and then go to the break.
3: Sherbert was my favorite ice cream as a kid sherbert is not ice cream no it's that's, not that's it's, why yeah i but i love ice cream in general but i was
2: gonna say that's yeah
1: it's like italian ice and sherbet are not quite there because there's no
0: dairy in them you right. fudge right. pop any day Tyler, your <gasps> sex tape? what
3: you What you guys remember the wwf ice cream bars
0: no what did you just have to slam i them?
3: do i, I never dead. ate it them but just... i remember them they were delicious. Oh my goodness.
0: Okay, in dairy, did you guys stop for the ice cream man and get the freaky deaky like Spider Man cross eyed? S- yes,
2: not very often, but yes, not
1: often. And I would actually always go for the sh- strawberry shortcake, or from a machine, I might go for the uh, uh, uh shit. What's it? The orange
0: popsicle with the dreamsicle.
3: Dreamsicle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamsicles and cookie sandwiches.
0: What's that? Oh, what is it called? The pop. No, no, not pom pom pops are dairy. I know. Uh, it's the ice cream of the future. Dippin dots. Dippin dots. Is that dairy? Yeah, it's dairy. It's ice cream.
3: But it's like freeze-dried.
0: It's like freeze-dried nuggets of ice cream, which when I say that out loud doesn't sound nearly as, <laughs> as
3: dots. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> they yeah, are. it's like
1: I want to eat ice cream but I also want to have a bowl of candy. It's like ice cream
2: nerds. I mean, oh, my kids yeah. like it, but I've never I don't think I've ever actually tried it bought it for them before but
1: it's an experience you should have at least once it's just like i I don't think i would like regularly have that as my choice of dessert but if i'd never had it
0: i would have regretted it Uh, dip and dots are things that you get when you're at six flags or the mall or the
3: sports event yeah
0: remember back at the harlem moving plaza they had the uh, dip and dots machine there
3: yeah that was the first time i ever tried them
0: yeah you put a dollar in and a little cup comes out and it poops the dip and dots into your bowl yeah, they're super easy to transport. You'll find
1: them even at, like, the museums downtown. Yeah, Or at least you used to. I don't know if you can still get them at, like, a museum in science and industry, but that used to be a thing.
0: No, uh, the uh, space uh, ice cream people forced <laughs> oh. them nuts people out of that. Freeze-dried ice
2: cream. Man, when I had that for the first time at a museum as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is this? But I kind of like it. The it's strawberry like, ice cream? It's a biscuit, but it's ice cream. right? It was a little weird when it started to, like, leave it in your mouth and we kind of melt got a little weird, but yeah, as a kid, I mean, ice cream was always something that we we had on hand and uh, my, my go-to thing back then was to put a couple scoops of ice cream, a little bit of milk and some Hershey's chocolate syrup and make milkshakes.
1: Oh, I do milkshakes, but we actually had a jar of the malted milk powder. So I would make chocolate malts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good.
3: Any type of shake malt whatever yeah it's it's fine by me.
0: All right, I think I think we need to move yeah. on to the now. Yeah, we we need to cool ourselves
1: down. We're working ourselves up talking about dairy. <laughs> Take a break <laughs> and come back. I know That's I'm thinking
2: joke. about. Mm. I want to go eat like a a thing of cheese and some ice cream, not together, but. I'm going to go eat up. You, you
3: could a, use an ice cream block as a scoop to get the... Or, or not, uh, use a block of cheese as a scoop to get the ice cream in your mouth. I
0: That's tell funny. you guys I used to work in an ice cream shop.
3: I did, too. That was the first job I ever had. I,
0: I, Okay. I will trump that with, I used to work in an ice cream shop with my sister.
3: Oh, yeah. I knew that. You guys yeah. walked out at the same time.
0: Yeah. That was... They had um dazs
3: I was yeah. at a, place, a frozen yogurt shop, and it took me years to be able to smell waffle cones again.
0: Oh, Uh, yeah, this place was, it was, it was a downtown Naperville. They had Haagen-Dazs on tap. They had like a giant Haagen-Dazs machine and she was like popping into the thing and they had all the different flavors and all that was amazing. And the scooping Haagen-Dazs and all that. And, but you're right. um, The, I forget the name of the owner, but I forget the name of the shop, but the owner went away for 4th of July, which was also a paycheck week and didn't pay anybody because she wanted the money for her trip, her 4th of July trip. So she didn't pay any of us. And I think this may be when I first started getting into like HR law and I was like, that ain't right. (laughs) And it was 4th of July on a Friday night and she called to see how the store was going. And I answered the phone and she was like, Hey, how's things going? I'm like, Oh, the place is packed, but everyone who works here is kind of pissed off. (laughs) Why? Because you went on vacation and didn't pay any of us. And then she made the amazing mistake. Of saying, you know, I believe this is tonight is your last night, and I was like, "Are you firing me?" Yes, I'm like fantastic, and I covered the phone and, went, and shouted to my sister, who was me, my sister, and this poor little like sixteen year old girl who was like her first job is there serving ice cream. I'm like, Elizabeth, I just got fired. And she came over, took the phone from me, went, "I quit," and I was like. You fired me. Elizabeth quit. I can't leave a 16 year old here. I'm going to have to shut the store down. And I hung up the phone and it rang for an hour straight as we were finally getting. We gave a free scoop ice cream to everybody, walked everybody out, locked the door, and then threw the keys into the sewer and left. (laughs) Sweet justice. Oh, my God. And then we went to go pick up our final check. And she's like, you'll never work in Naperville again. And then that store, like within six months, became a subway. (laughs) Eat fresh she had no friggin' idea okay pat every morning she would send me to the grocery store to go get lettuce and tomatoes and stuff for the restaurant to the grocery store
4: that's
0: stupid i'm like why are we going to the grocery store don't you have a supplier yeah we have a supplier just go to the grocery store and buy it i'm like do you not know how this works i'm like i'm i'm only 19 and i understand how this works but anyway yeah, we need to go to the break before I am gone, and you guys
1: realize I've just gone to find a whole cheesecake to eat it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, Ugh. Sweet Hagendoth in my mouth. All right, we're done for the, for the then, and uh, we will be back in a moment, and we're going to get... Uh, some cheese. Yeah, we'll get
1: some cheese. I'm, get I'm getting some cheese right
0: now.
3: I'm going to go get some cheese.
0: I'm going to get some cheese. Yeah.
3: Okay cheese on
0: <laughs> we are back and all of us have gotten cheese that's no lie Okay, so what did what did everybody get?
1: I'm
2: I'm curious as to everyone's cheese selection.
0: Joel, well, I went for nostalgics.
2: So we were doing the then, so I got a slice of American cheese. Hmm. I had feta. I had uh, baby Swiss. I have provolone, uh, cream cheese, baby bell. And you voluntarily chose a craft slice. Yep, because we were doing the then. I'm like, you know, let's go back to old school.
3: Did you fold it up into squares and put it in the microwave?
2: No, but I did. I did fold it up into squares, but I didn't heat it up. I just ate it so as I was talking to
1: Laura.
0: squares and, went. And
2: the
1: I understand your one. reasoning, but still question your decision making. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Story of my life.
3: How about you, Pat? I had some. I had some um, aged cheddar and some provolone. Nice. Uh,
0: I had a slice of smoked gouda. Mm, I love smoked gouda.
1: Yeah. I got a uh, cheese stick that is a Cabot Smoky Bacon Cheddar Cheese. Ooh, yeah. Have that's... you guys
3: ever had a uh, smoke? Uh, um, oh God, it's uh, not smoked Gouda, smoked Gruyere. Yes, yes. Mm, that's so good.
1: Yeah, one of the uh, big parts of like my cheese and dairy life for the now. Just aside from the fact that now, since cheese is good for my diet that I have often, I will have three meals a day. Every single meal contains some form of cheese. But uh, my in-laws live in Monroe, Wisconsin, and there's virtually nothing in Monroe, Wisconsin. Aside from every two years, there's the Cheese Days Festival, where the population overnight of the town, like, quintuples. Hmm. Because, yeah, there are cheese shops that are local that, like, make their own cheese and that are Wisconsin-wide winners and they will have this big carnival that is cheese-themed, like just the line to get uh, fried cheese curds, deep-fried cheese curds. You usually want to get two or three tickets, and once you get your first round, you immediately take your round of fried cheese and walk to the back of the line, because it will be gone before you get through the line again. Huh.
3: It's like a perpetual motion machine fueled by cheese curds.
0: (laughs) You've solved it. Like the carousel Uh, looks like a big cheese wheel.
3: That's, I don't know if
1: you guys were around or if I told you the year that we got like five pounds of actual French double cream brie that was supposed to be $75 a pound for like five bucks for each of the packages because they they had it
3: in their cooler
2: at Alpendell. Wow.
3: I remember you talking about that.
2: I only had brie for the first time as an adult. What, did it. you
1: have real brie or American brie? Because it's very different. American brie is virtually flavorless.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't... I've had it twice. Did it uh, taste almost mushroomy? Yeah, I don't know. The first time, maybe. The second time I had it was... Uh, was it, no, it wasn't last year. Maybe it was last year at a Christmas party. Um, Laura and I were at with some friends, and one of the, the hosts of the party made... Um, it was Brie with, there's some other components to it. Um, it was really good, but I cannot think of what it was. I would have to ask her. Uh, yeah, but, I had
1: honestly, like, I'm, I'm not talking down to you. I didn't know what real Brie was until I had it. Cause the first taste I had, I was like, what is this? Has this gone off? Cause it's that, very earthy.
0: Okay. So when I worked at Trader Joe's, we had a traditional French Brie that was in the, and I, I, for the brief moment that I actually, had like the cheese section i put up a little sign and it said traditional french brie yes it's supposed to smell that way
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: because every single time people would get it they'd bring it home they would put it out on their cheese tray like you know you got these napervillians they put it out there oh look at i've got this traditional french brie and then 10 minutes later when it hits room temperature everyone's like what is that smell oh my god the cheese has gone bad and there was one point where The the store that I worked at actually had this French dude that uh, helped run the wine section. And and he goes, a woman comes in and she hands me goes, this cheese has gone bad. And she's got the French brie in a Ziploc bag. I'm like, no, it smells like smells like socks. It smells like damp. It smells like woody, earthy, damp, right? Yes, it's gone bad. I'm like, no, that is way that that is what that cheese smells like. But it tastes delicious. I do not know. That is not how it's like, oh, how about this? Would it would it sound more legit if a French guy told you? And I called Jean Paul over. I'm like, Hey, Jean Paul, come here. Hey, what's this cheese smell like? It smells like socks. It is delicious. And then he wanders off. And I was like, Would you like another piece? You know, when go back home, try it again. That sort of thing. But anybody who would willingly take it back and try it and like let it get to room temperature, get it to spreadable temp, put it on like a water cracker or something like that, would come back and get it again because it was the most delicious cheese I had tried.
1: Especially if you're at Trader Joe's and they have the fig butter, like triple cream, real brie with Trader Joe's fig butter is amazing.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, You can also get that at um, well, we had just said, Woodman's by me and um, Mariano's also that. Um, But uh, so cheese then. I mean, now. Sorry, I was going to say, I just messaged Lauren.
2: She said it was like some sort of, Compote with like berries in it or something like that. The uh, brie it was a baked brie with some sort of like. Compote. I think
1: it's hard. most baked brie's are going to use the American brie because they don't have a strong flavor, but some people might use an
0: actual French brie for baking. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't because it didn't stink. So the thing is, the French brie for baking would melt so it would melt so all over the place. You would need like an American brie to bake it. I think baking brie's can only be done with American brie's. That's just my opinion. Oh, you guys are more knowledgeable than I, like I said, I've only ever had it twice. So,
2: <laughs> and I still don't know how I feel about it, yeah
0: So you get the, you get an American brie, which is not, Josh is right. It's not very flavorful. It's kind of like a um, mild buttery with a rind. You get that, you cut it open, you put some fig butter, you put some walnuts in there and you put some butter on top of it, put it in the oven, bake it up till it's all smooth, mix it up and then you put it on your crackers and you're all good.
1: Yeah, it's tasty stuff. It's just like uh, if you're – what you're expecting is the like this almost tastes like mushrooms of a French brie. Mm -hmm. They're not remotely the same kind of cheese. Yeah. And I love the cheeses, since we're talking about cheeses now, that are either so sharp or so pungent that they could practically practically be weaponized. Like give me a gorgonzola, a Stilton, a 15-year-old cheddar. Uh, have, Limburger. Have
3: you, have you tried Emmenthaler?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: Yes, yeah. That one, that one smells like feet, and but it's it. Yeah, Limburger is
1: almost like you almost don't want to inhale through your nose while you're eating it. It is so strong. Uh, there's only a couple of places I know of that still sell traditional Limburger, and uh, I've had my father-in-law get it for me a couple of times. The first time was as a joke, and then I asked, "Yeah, get me more of that." And I'm the only one who likes it. He he doesn't like it. Sarah
0: doesn't like it. it. It's it's very strong stuff.
3: Yeah, I don't care for it myself.
0: I don't mind it, but I don't go out of my way for it. It's out of my depth. Never had it.
2: <laughs> I'm a simple man.
0: I like my American cheese slices. <laughs> now, things that have changed from the from the then to the now is... The moment where we discovered that Suzanne was lactose intolerant, and that put a sharp stick in my cheese eating. She
3: because can't. if your wife is lactose intolerant, you're pretty much lactose intolerant.
0: I'm just glad she didn't go vegan, because I'd be hiding under the bed, eating my beef jerky.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. tried vegan briefly,
1: and I was like, you know that this is not something I'm joining you on.
0: <laughs> this is the path you walk alone.
1: <laughs> yeah this this is not a negotiation
0: (laughs) yeah uh we see here's the thing though is that when she was pregnant with first one pregnant with katie she was all about breakfast cereal breakfast cereal with a whole milk she could not get enough of that to the point where she was like what if we just got a little mini fridge and put it next to the bed and then we could have fresh milk and cereal right there i'm like you can walk downstairs and get your cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not a mini fridge. I'm like, I love you dearly. You're having my child. I'm not putting a mini fridge next to the bed so you can have breakfast cereal in the middle of the night. That's ridiculous. Um, And then after we had the mini fridge fight. Um, <laughs> oh, I,
3: I thought you were going to say, and then after we had the mini fridge installed. <laughs> That's yeah, I after I
0: bought the mini fridge. No, um, but something happened after she had first one that suddenly she was lactose intolerant and cheese was not on the menu as much as it had been before and having to adjust how you cook everything. And, you know, we go out and get some good steaks and you want to put the fresh butter on top of the steak after you grill. You can't do that. Could have one off to the side because, man, I love that woman dearly. I love that woman more than I love myself. But you get some dairy into her and then go to bed. It's like one of those golf tents. Pregnancy does weird things to a woman's body. Uh, yeah. It's all there is to it. It makes them rank. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, man, dude, it's, it's,
1: it's small humans come out.
0: Yeah. Small humans come out and then it sounds like, you know, they give her a slice of cheese and it sounds like you're at a middle school tuba convention. And then we'd rather have Mike eating feta. Do not get in the way of my feta. Oh,
1: I, I got some feta in the, do we all have feta in our homes at this moment?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I feta? got a
3: little tub of it in the, yeah, in the cheese section. Yeah.
0: Feta for salads. Crush, crush yeah. crushed yep. feta on top of a spinach salad. Yeah.
1: I I uh, I have it on hand cuz I like to do the shakshuka, the uh uh Israeli or North African eggs poached in spicy tomatoes with a little bit of feta
0: on top. Mm, that looks I love that. I it on salads cuz I didn't know what the hell it was. I still don't know what it is. I mean, I know Perfect. what it is because he explained it, but oh, it's delicious. That's what it is.
1: It's worth watching the uh, Alton Brown uh, episode of Good Eats on it because he all he does shakshuka as a parody of Casablanca because it's, it's North Africa is one of the or, potential origins of the dish.
0: So it's all in black and white. Nice. So have your taste in cheese expanded? I'm going to. I'm just going to outset and say I'm assuming it has for all of us. Yes. Yeah. For sure.
1: I think so, this conversation
2: has expanded Joel's cheese knowledge. It actually has. I mean, I I'm, I've definitely tried a lot more things as I've gotten older. Like I like blue cheese now and things like that, but I'm not to the level that you guys are.
3: My oh. che- cheese taste has gone so far as to uh, make me open up a cheese themed food truck.
1: You know, let's <laughs> let's talk about the cheese section of that because this is this is a good. Good segue into that. You have yeah. a personal connection with cheese or had.
3: Yeah. I tried to make a living uh, through cheese and didn't work. <laughs> That's the short version. Yeah. I used to have a, a food truck that did, uh, did gourmet macaroni and cheese and gourmet grilled cheese had my own, uh, mix that I used for the grilled cheese and for the mac and cheese. It was like a, I called it the five cheesy pieces. The, the name of the truck was the cheesy writer.
0: And the tomato soup.
3: Yep, and I made my own uh tomato basil soup as well.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you've never had Pat's cooking, he's a beast. Uh and that that fucking when you had a sample your uh-huh. your grilled cheese as you were kind of figuring out, you know, what you wanted to have on the menu, holy fuck.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's not the food that made the that made the no. truck go down. It, you know, I I still believe in, in the food that I made and if I ever have a chance to try again with that grilled cheese. I might do just like a a standing location instead of a a food truck. Or a pop-up.
1: Try try and get a couple pop-ups
0: going. uh.
3: Yeah, something. Something, something. You know, at least if I have like a storefront, then I can uh, package them into little tubs and possibly sell them that way too. So,
0: See, my my thing is I never had a chance to try the Brady Brunch.
3: That one was good. Yeah, I mean.
0: It was not your product that was the problem.
3: No, not at all. 100% not your product. There's a there's a unscrupulous mechanic and a and mechanical issues. A of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That was part. Yeah. So let's not get me started on that. But yeah, it was a great menu. I mean, we had like uh, Mike said, the Brady brunch. That was a um a mix of the of, of the five cheesy pieces with bacon and maple syrup with a fried egg on top and uh, French toast bread. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. so without giving away, like, your recipe proportions, uh, Mm -hmm. what were the cheeses you used in your base? I know you've told me this before, but let's tell the listeners.
3: Yeah, like, so I said that it was called the five cheesy pieces, so there were five cheeses in it. It was uh, Swiss cheddar, um, cream cheese, um, no, no, mascarpone was in the, uh, what was it? Um, Oh, my God, I'm blanking, Swiss cheddar, um, Jesus. No. Eat them. am I seriously blanking on this? Apparently. That's Marzu. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh my god. David coffee. Um I I'm I'm, I'm going to have to edit this portion because I'm going to have to like open up the the old file and look.
4: Oh. Uh,
2: well, that's
3: funny. I can't believe it's been so long since I've thought about it. That's that's a strange uh feeling.
2: Well, speaking of uh, sandwiches you had, the one the one that I liked the best out of the ones that I sampled was the one that had Granny Smith apples on it, and I don't remember what you called it? Or what yeah, that was a
3: granny panini. Yeah, that, that had um, apple compote and uh, and a slice of uh, extra sharp cheddar and the, the cheese sauce and uh, honey. And it was on a um, – what was that on? That was on holler roll, on hollow bread.
1: Really, Brains? So good. I was, uh, I was partial to the killer DM, but I like spice.
3: Yeah, that was my personal favorite of the main menu, not of the sandwiches of the month, but just of the main menu. mm. Yeah, the Killer DM was uh on rye bread that was uh, on marble on marble rye. It the the Diablo mix which was cream cheese and spices and jalapeno and um bacon and the cheese spread and oh my god, it, that was like a jalapeno popper on on marble rye. Mm. Making yeah. me ill. <laughs> yeah, all those sandwiches were were definitely good. Oh, um borzin was one of the cheeses that just came to me.
1: Oh yeah, is isn't Borson one of the? Is it almost like a cream cheese? Yeah, it's like, like a, a, it's
3: it's a like soft
0: a, cheese with herbs and garlic and stuff mixed in. Yeah, it's, oh.
3: it's a it's a French soft cheese with with exactly like you said with herbs in it. Yeah, it's similar to cream cheese, but uh, but a little bit different. And oh my God, why am I blanking on that other cheese? Yeah, the so Boursin is a
0: little bit more crumblier than uh, a cream cheese is, but it's got the herbs and that sort of stuff and melts really well. I that was like I said for a brief moment I had the I had the cheese section at the grocery sa- store and the one, <laughs> the brief time that I had it, you know, you suddenly rearrange a cheese section to uh, match uh Monty Python's cheese shop sketch. You know, it wasn't alphabetical anymore. I was like, Oh, I can't find my cheese. And, oh, yes, Gouda, Edem Emmental. Don't you know how to do this? You know, that sort of thing. And nah, they take it away from you. Jerks. Yeah. Now eat a brick. One of the things, like having having the kids nowadays, the the girls, one growing up, were all about the baby bell. Two reasons: one, it was easy to take along. You did really didn't have to worry about it being fridge for too long. You can throw it in a bag, give it to them for snacks, and then they would play with the wax and make little things about it. The ba- turn the bad side about it is. Every now and then they would forget about their little wax figure, leave it in the back of the car. And then it would heat up and melt, <laughs> melt into the upholstery on the back seat. Uh, I've been there. Yep. Yep. I've been um, there. Now the girls have gotten into like, uh, Sophie will make, she makes herself her own, uh, special Mac and cheese. And when we go to the store, she has to, there's specific shredded cheeses that she has to get. And then she has to get the whole milk. And she puts that she's got like a soup mug, that she used and puts it all in and makes herself this super creamy cream cheese and I mean, uh, mac and cheese um, that she kind of created on her own. So, you know, it's, it's a proud moment. Yeah.
1: That's nice. How about
2: you, Joel? Are you, your kids dairy fans or. Um, I mean, they, they both like cheese. Uh, You know, they're not as sophisticated per se. I mean, they like, uh, like on their sandwiches, you know, they'll usually have baby Swiss or or provolone, um, but you know, American cheese and white cheddar are still a big part of things. Um,
3: Gruyere, and... damn it! Sorry, <laughs>
2: <laughs> from the back section. Uh, <laughs> that was with... the third cheese,
4: Gruyere.
2: <laughs> 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 to, to hop on Mike's train for just a second with the, the... Gruyere,
4: Gruyere.
2: <laughs> the mac and cheese thing, uh, Laura and I bought at Aldi's. They had. Uh, goat cheese macaroni and cheese.
0: Oh, that's delicious! I I was pleasantly
2: surprised at how good it was. Goat mm. cheese is so good. That's
1: definitely one of those that I didn't discover till I was an adult. And it's got that very tangy, pungent. It, I'm all about it.
3: That's yep. another one like brie that you can put anything sweet with, and it goes really well.
2: See, what
1: with
3: like, mac like and berries cheese, or honey or whatever. Yeah, it
2: could go sideways depending on how potent they made it uh but it was just it was subtle enough that you still got that that same kind of goat cheese flavor but it wasn't overpowering to the point where
0: it was too much so if you're ever at aldi and you see it it's it's good aldi for for not what you would expect on the way of cheese their cheese section is friggin (laughs) amazing
1: Yes. Uh, even their store brand stuff is good and they frequently bring in some more expensive cheeses like on a rotation
0: basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have no complaints about the Aldi cheese. No, they've got um just I mean, just in the standard cheese. They're they're just their brick of Swiss cheese is fantastic. Or if you like you said, during <clears> the holidays, they had like a pumpkin cheddar this last Halloween and uh during New Year's they have all sorts of crazy like uh they had a rose cheese and all that it was really good. I mean, Trader,
3: Trader Joe's once had a chocolate cheese that I thought was going to be bad. And that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. That one. And they, that would, they had that one, the chocolate cheese. And they also had one that was, it was either soaked in port wine or you can get it dusted in mm. coffee grounds. Wine and mm-hmm. cheese. Two great tastes. Mm-hmm. taste great
1: together. 100%. Like <clears> I, I, I tend to, I'm a wine novice where I tend to like sweet whites. But I have definitely had some of the like wine and cheese pairings. Where it's like, okay, I totally get
2: this. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but I, and I mean, I'm I'm talking like you know the <laughs> the spreadable cheese kind. I'm not a a drinker, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Give me give me a box of franzia and, <laughs> and a thing of spray <laughs> cheese. And a tub of pub cheese. I'll be classy. Cheese uh, whiz and a box
1: of wine. Mm, <laughs> we got ourselves a up.
3: weekend.
1: Um, One of the cheeses, speaking of spreadable, that I didn't really realize as a Yankee, like I've never lived anywhere for more than a year in Illinois, anywhere but Illinois, uh, but I discovered about three years ago the southern delicacy of pimento cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. The uh, combination of like cream cheese and sharp cheddar, mayonnaise, pimentos, and spices.
3: And that just consistency like, is pretty much what my five cheesy pieces was, That same consistency.
1: Yeah, very similar to also like if you have like the ranch horseradish cheese dip where it's the same base, where it's cream cheese, shredded cheese, uh, ranch seasoning. Uh, I, I, if I'm not on keto, I'll do beer. Like I'll do a whole bottle of uh, an IPA or something. Mm. Oh, that that dip is amazing. We get, uh, Sarah and I just crushed a whole... Uh, container with two blocks worth of cream cheese and a whole bag of shredded cheddar
2: for New Year's, which is like just the two of us ate the whole container. Um, one of the things that I've really been enjoying in the past year or so is, uh, we've kind of mentioned it earlier on, uh, cream cheese, you know, taking like a block of cream cheese and, and cutting sections off and then pouring something over it. And at Costco, they've got a, a mango uh, or is it maybe it's pineapple habanero. Like it comes in a big bottle and it's, you, you pour it and you pour it on top of the cream cheese. And oh, I
0: thought you said it was like a bottle of cheese.
2: No, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I want to say it's pineapple. It's I've got it in the fridge, but it's like a pineapple habanero sauce. It's got chunks of both in it, but then it's, you know, a real sweet, almost like a glaze kind of thing. And you pour it over the cream cheese, either that or um, at the uh, apple orchard here. I bought some pepper jam and put that over it. And then, you know, just
3: pepper jam. Remembers
2: put, put you know, eat it on crackers. <clears throat> that combination of cream cheese and, and that sweet uh, just is so fucking good. I could that's awesome. eat way too much of it. If I, if I was had my druthers,
1: how about you guys? Like Mike and Pat, how big a part of your life is cream cheese? Because I, I want to hear from you before I launch into my
3: cream cheese thing. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I constantly have a minimum of six bars of cream cheese in my refrigerator.
0: Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple bricks of cream cheese up there right now. We usually because I, mean, I use it for because like, Josh, you know, I'm a keto with you too. You know, slice it up like I said before. Slice up some cream cheese, toss it in the scrambled eggs. You know, that's my that's a morning for me. Um, take that, put it on some salami. You know, with that's a my of...
1: breakfast. That was where I was going with this is my standard breakfast is five slices of hard salami with sliced up cream cheese mm-hmm. and like wrap it up or even like fold it in half like a meat taco. And just that's what I'll have for breakfast with maybe a hard boiled egg.
4: <laughs> meat and, taco. Yeah,
1: like three, hard, every... <laughs> three hard boiled eggs. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> Every day I'll have like cream cheese and salami for breakfast and there will be some form of cheese on the salad I have for lunch. And sometimes a uh, like packaged cheese stick as like my side item since I can't have chips. And then, yeah, I'll often have some sort of cheese with uh, whatever I'm having for dinner. Or if I'm not doing that, there will be at least some sort of dairy because I'll I'll do like a, a keto milkshake with heavy cream and whey powder or a uh, uh, keto ice cream like that—that's one of the big things. The enlightened and the halo top,
0: the diet mm-hmm. ice
1: cream that didn't even ex- exist in the then.
0: Well, what about one uh, of my favorite ones for the now? Since you know, doing the, the keto thing also is in some places it's known as moon cheese. I keep hearing you guys talk about it. I've never bought it because I'm always it's like, so good. Good. Costco's
1: been Costco's been out of it for mm-hmm. the last three weeks. Uh, when Sarah finally got into moon cheese, we were literally going through f- four bags
2: a week. I believe is it, it really that good because I can't it is. Justify like eight or nine bucks for this tiny bag of moon cheese at Costco. I mean, well, you can make it crawls. on your
0: own. I've tried to make it on my own. and what it involves is you take it take like a uh, jalapeno cheddar or something like that, and you cut it up into squares, but then you have to let it dry. so you can put it on the you put it on parchment on a tray and you let it dry for a couple days and then you put it on the oven real low. For a long time, there's like numbers and times involved. Just let's work with me here. And what it'll do is it'll actually start to bubble up and become crispy. So you can get, you can go to like Aldi and get thing of uh, pepper jack cheese, slice it into squares, put it down, and a couple of days later you're gonna have it. Now sometimes for me, when I like, if you go to again go to Aldi, they have a their cheese and it's like uh, package is maybe three bucks. But on the same notion, I'll probably have eaten the entire thing before I get home. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to to shell it out if it's, if it. I, but I've heard, I know
2: Josh talked about it a year ago. I don't know. It's been a while. Well, yeah, uh,
1: Pat was asking if I'd ever heard of it. And I'm like, dude, I literally have a bag of it in my lap.
0: <laughs> Doing awful things to me. Mm. Yeah, it's moon cheese is amazing stuff. But it's actually cheese. It's not like. No, it's all. It's just cheese. It's not yeah. like it's, it's cheese that's baked until it's uh until it's a crispy cracker.
1: Yeah. Well, and the moon cheese is different from the parmesan crisps because the moon cheese they're actually like little rock-shaped balls that you'll and they're crunchy. Yeah. But, but they they're more meteor
2: shaped, which is hence the <clears throat> name. See, I always thought it was like, you know, like cheese balls, like that sort of thing, but it was somehow made with real cheese and but still like a cheese ball. So Yeah, they they well, are they're like
3: cheese balls, cool. but they're harder and they're smaller and they're, you know, a little it's more dense. Actual like cheese though. It's not cheese like cheese
2: nuggets, puffed rice ball that's flavored like cheese or whatever. No,
1: it's made of 100% <clears throat> cheese. Hmm.
2: I may have to invest in some this week or next week. Yeah. It's...
1: Yeah, I'm still mad that our local Costco has been out for several weeks. Tasty, tasty,
0: tasty. Hmm. Is there um, a cheese that you've wanted to try that haven't you haven't had a chance to? Oh, that's a question.
3: I want to try the full-on, you know, Rat uh, Ratcliffe or whatever it's called with the Ratcliffe. Yeah, with the the full rack and everything. Oh, raclette. Yeah, Ruc-clet, yeah, raclette. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to try that one because I've had it at the store in slices, but I've never been able to have it on the full, like, melty experience.
0: It's fantastic. If you like, if you like um, fondue, you will love a raclette setup. Man, this I is wonder
3: where th- I could find one—not to buy, but a place that, that uses one to to go try.
1: If, if you were asking me, like probably the, the extra old Bitto. like if if that was, if I could just like price is no object, uh, it's a uh, Chinese cheese that is uh aged uh, for at least ten years and frequently up to twenty. Yikes! Ooh. Yeah, I, and I'll frequently buy yeah. the tiny, tiny little block of twelve to fifteen year old cheddar in Wisconsin that is like seventeen dollars. But this wow. these the, the extra old Bitto is one hundred and fifty dollars a pound. Oh wow! So like, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely. That's going to be on my list of like sometime in my
2: life I want to taste it. I mean, so seems, one of the ones.
0: That... I was going to say, sorry, if
2: somebody go. offered something like that,
0: I would certainly try it, but it's not on a bucket list. <laughs> See one of the ones that I've known about. I mean, it's on. It like you said, it's not. It's not a bucket list for me. It's not like oh my god, I've got. to I have to do this before I die. But if I went somewhere and they were like they had this cheese, there's one called Rogue River Blue. It's from Oregon. It's. A, I am aware of it. I've not had it, but I that
1: would also that would be a bucket list for me.
0: Yeah. So tell me, Pat. Tell me when you're interested. It's a smoky, creamy blue cheese that's been aged in pear brandy-soaked grape leaves.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Forty bucks a pound. Yeah, right. About your time has ended for cheese porn. <laughs> Please enter in your c- c- credit card number to continue. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like most of the cheeses out there. I mean, I- I'm. Ha- I mean, I would love to try that one. It sounds amazing to me. But at the same time, you give me a cave age cheddar. Or you give me something that's you know somebody's put some time into versus just a standard you know like my current favorite cheese probably Manchego.
1: Oh, that's good. I like the yeah. Italian cheese.
0: Yeah, really tasty, kind of melty, you know, good on like, I, I, I would use that if I would get like a, a pastrami sandwich, put a little, uh, use that instead of Swiss, get that little bit of tartness to it. Um, I,
3: I like using the Emmentaler, like I said earlier, as uh, the cheese in my Rubens.
0: Oh, don't you come around slumming here with
3: them? <laughs> I'm not slumming with Emmenthaler. I'm saying <laughs> if you're talking about a replacement for Swiss.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%.
3: Jack? (laughs) You shirk? That's
0: a cheddar jack to you, man. You guys are all talking
1: I'm pretty sure it was Mars Cheese Castle where they found some uh, wheels of cheddar that were literally forgotten about. That were, like, at the bottom of a cooler and were allowed to age to, like, 35 years. Oh, my God. And, yeah, they were selling this stuff, uh, just tiny, tiny slices for, like, $10. Wow. Because you have to cut off some of the stuff that did go bad at the edge, like where the rind is. But the stuff that was left that was edible was apparently amazing. And I'm pretty sure that was Mars Cheese
0: Castle. That sounds like something they would do. (laughs) Hey, how long has this been in this cooler? I don't know. Yeah, that's... I mean, and that's one of the things that I love about cheese is you you find someone... Find a place that makes a great cheese and eventually... (laughs) You know, whether it's one of these Wisconsin, fam, you know, family owned cheese shops that are all over the place. Someone's going to have like a show. If you show a little bit of interest in what they're doing besides just I want some cheese curds with jalapenos, you know, show some interest in what they're doing. they will be like, oh, you want some good cheese. I got some good cheese. And, you know, then they take you in the back room and there's a guy smoking a cigar. And yeah, no, 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 no,
2: Abraham uh, no, no, Lincoln
0: no. comes out.
2: Whoa! <laughs> what does Abraham Lincoln have to do with Pulp Fiction? Uh, he
1: was doing a callback to an Abraham Lincoln joke yeah. from earlier that I didn't get last time, but it is somehow
2: funnier the second
3: time, <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't get it either time, but still funny.
2: Well, you guys are talking about all these fancy cheeses, and and I'm excited recently because I tried smoked gouda for the first time, at least that I knew about, and I was like, oh, this is good shit. And wait, like smoked gouda, like now? Yeah. Oh. Dude, I'm not a fancy cheese connoisseur.
0: Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just like, I can show you the world.
1: (laughs) I'm a simple man.
0: Tea dripping and cheesy. Yeah,
1: we we can hook you (laughs) up. (laughs) The other thing that I didn't know uh, existed until like three or four years ago, they used to just call it drinkable yogurt, but it's it's kefir or kefir. Kefir. We go through a
0: ton of kefir in this house.
1: It is a, uh, basically is a fermented drink, very much like yogurt. It's got a slightly different culture from yogurt, but, uh, it's flavored, uh, it tends to have a lot of sugar in it. So when I'm on the diet, I can't have it, but, uh, I, I enjoy it when I can have it.
0: Yeah. the girls definitely a now the, thing. Yeah. They <laughs> like, the girls like the, um, the peach flavored one.
1: The tart cherry one is, like, I will take the big, like, one liter, and I will just, like, shotgun it. Nice. Like, it's
0: not even,
1: it's not, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be farting the rest of
0: the <laughs> night. <laughs> you know what we need to do? We need to get Pat up here, we need to get Joel and here, we need to hit the Wisconsin mm-hmm. border and take Joel and Pat on a wine and cheese tour through, like, a road trip through Wisconsin. Go north, hit Door County, come back south.
3: That is a much better idea than what I thought you were going to come up.
0: with. <laughs> uh, back uh, I'm the pretty sure Joel is in the same category because he we, was like, no. We get this guy that looks like Abraham Lincoln, and then we go to a boy's gym, and they go into the pool. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, what that
1: I don't I know. I think Cheese has unlocked some repressed memories <laughs> from just, a President's Day. From Mike,
3: <laughs> I just blacked out.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I was like this year's old when I learned that uh, milk in a container that is clear doesn't last as long as milk in a container that is opaque. That's true. I mean, and I, I do you know about shelf-stable milk? What What do you mean?
1: I mean, you can get it at certain grocery stores where there's literally just a box of milk that has not been... Uh, homogenized it's been pasteurized so there are no pathogens in it but like it is shelf stable it does not need to be refrigerated it does need
2: to be shaken up Uh -uh. that's a thing you can buy no i it's just when the pandemic hit and we were you know trying to limit our our visits to the grocery store um laura's like you know you should buy the milk and because isaiah drinks chocolate milk with every meal that's something he likes to have with dinner And so I always like to have some milk on hand, but you know, if I buy it and I don't go to the grocery store for a few weeks, the container of milk usually will go bad before I can get back to the grocery store. And she's like, you should buy the ones that are, that are not in the clear plastic containers. And I'm like, why? And then I looked at the shelf life on them. I was like, holy shit, you know, it's a little bit more expensive, but I mean, when it lasts for, you know, I bought one last week when we went grocery shopping and the, the sell by date is April. And I was, I was, I just learned that this year. Cheese.
0: I mean, milk never lasts that long in this house. We go through probably two and a half gallons of vitamin D milk, uh, just for Katie every week. And then she take, you want to talk about this? She take, well, because she's on the high calorie diet, we get the vitamin D milk. She will make herself a bowl of cereal, pour some milk in there. And then we take a canister of condensed milk and pour that into there and shake it up. So dairy is a large portion of our, <laughs> Apparently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... I was on some medication a few years ago that made me temporarily lactose intolerant. It was the fucking worst. Ugh. Like That's... as into dairy as I am. Like I, I, I went through about three months of having to take lactase in order to just function.
0: That's awful.
2: That
0: would suck. And I not even have that much dairy, but that would still suck. See, I with the with the grocery store woodbins that's out by us. They've got, if you can find it, uh Wewagawa cheese. What? We, Way is that right? W E
3: I've uh, never heard of it.
0: Wayuga? Wayuga. Well, Maybe. I don't know. They make cheese. I don't know. Starts with a W yeah. but they also we, make We have it here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well they make a smoked cheese sticks. And it is fantastic.
2: Yeah, I like their cheese. It's it's it's
0: good quality stuff. Good stuff. Yeah,
2: so. yeah. I don't know how you say it either. I always just say why you go, but I
1: don't know. Uh,
0: we have a Speaking
1: of cheese sticks, have you guys ever had the Wisconsin-style uh, mozzarella sticks?
0: The squishy ones?
1: No, the ones that are uh, in a wonton <laughs> wrapper that are like full, uh, like string cheeses in a wonton wrapper deep fried. No. They're so fucking <sighs> good.
2: <sighs> no, but I want it. I yeah, want it in my mouth right now. Out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that is literally how they make them. They take the, the wrappers you'd have a Chinese food wonton uh, or a egg roll in and take a, a, a cheese, a full cheese stick, mm-hmm. wrap it in that wrapper and throw it in a deep fryer until the middle is melty.
2: That sounds fucking amazing. Uh, speaking of cheese sticks, we should not. This should have been in the then, but we should uh, mention Leona's cheese stick.
0: Oh, Leona's fried cheese sticks. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. We're. You're like, oh, we should get
2: an order of cheese sticks. And it comes out and it is one giant cheese
0: stick log. Mm -hmm. Those are good. Tasty, tasty. But it's fucking huge. I have to, I have to, we have to end this so I can (laughs) go upstairs and eat more cheese. (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm trying to think if there's any other form of dairy that is more relevant to now that we have not covered. Because we've basically been on cheese for a while. In fact, I'm eating cheese right now. I'm eating oven-baked parm crisps. Activia Ooh.
3: makes you poop. Probiotic yogurts.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Nah. Have you had old. to do that, Pat?
3: No, I do my probiotics through in, in a pill. Oh, okay. So I just figured that was might be relevant.
1: Uh, we actually were into yogurt <laughs> enough that when we got, uh, I forget which kitchen device, but we've actually made our own yogurt here.
3: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you can make. Um, I I have a yogurt maker. I've made yogurt myself before. Takes a while, but it's delicious. <laughs> and you can get a yogurt making insert for um, the Instant Pot also, which is on my list of things to do.
1: Hmm. That might have been what we did. We might have done it in the Instant Pot. I say oh. we. That was like Sarah didn't. I ate it. That was my contribution. <laughs> I, I want to make help.
3: black garlic in my Instant Pot. Sorry.
1: Okay. No, I I agree with you. That's <laughs> that's definitely
2: a thing I I've seen only on food shows. I've uh, never had. You know, the only yogurt that speaking of yogurt that I will eat with any regularity is uh, tzatziki sauce. Although I don't, that's not actually how you say it. I don't think. But Tzatziki.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tsatsiki. That that's you, the only Nicolas. yogurt that Nicolas, I like. You slapped it on a gyro with some feta cheese. That mm-hmm. shit is good. Yeah, it is. And Mike could
3: power a steamship oh
0: man Doo-doo. you want uh, someone give me some feta cheese and someone call elon musk because we're going to mars <laughs> 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 gonna harvest some moon cheese all right i think i think we're done um <laughs> right, we have weird, any ice cream spot. for now or no just before well, we close it out
3: it's a i'm so happy that ice cream has gotten to the point where there are so many varieties in the store now because it used to be just you had like a basic ten to twelve choices, and now they have an entire row. Yeah,
1: I have like twelve choices just in specifically the keto friendly ice cream that doesn't have the thing that makes my intestines blow up. Like, there's only one brand I can have, and I I have like twelve flavors. And the chocolate peanut butter enlightened is so good. Red velvet cake. Oh, red velvet cake's good too. That's uh frequently uh, <laughs> I'll. Get uh, either a red velvet cake, chocolate peanut butter. Uh, I always get for Sarah the mint chocolate. That's okay. one flavor I'm not a big fan of. Uh, pecan one. Nobody, one's nobody
3: really is. I think people that say they are, are lying.
1: Sarah's into mint chocolate. Like I know that's one. Like if she wanted a dessert that she knows I will not eat, she can get a pint of mint chocolate ice cream.
2: Yeah,
0: Isaiah is the same oh. way. That's his favorite. Now you got to try the um, marshmallow caramel bars. Marshmallow enlightened? ice cream, yeah, uh, yeah, might be enlightened, but they're they're on the keto list of the dairy bars, and it's um, like a marshmallow flavored ice cream with a keto caramel sauce sw- swirled in the middle. Hmm. Yeah, I won't lie, I have broken down and eaten a whole goddamn box and sitting before.
3: That's probably not keto friendly.
0: No, no, eating them all at once is not. And then you know, then your wife <laughs> finds you in the closet naked with all the wrappers <laughs> around you, and you're like. <laughs> It's oh like, God! We... Not again! And she's like, "Why is Abraham Lincoln in here?" <laughs> Four score and seven years ago, I found the boy.
3: Four score and seven cases ago.
0: <laughs> all right. So, so I maybe... smell
2: like Elon Musk?
0: <laughs> so, Joel, yes. What do we, we got coming up soon? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm just going to assume for the thumbs up for that. And now we're all we all love cheese. Yes. Uh, and but Joel, what uh, what do we got on the docket? For the next couple days, next couple well, shows. We got a whole slew of stuff coming up. Uh
2: One flow of the Cuckoo's Nest versus the recent uh, nurse Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Uh Dukes a hazard. We're gonna talk about sleeping and dreams, uh road trips, uh coming to America. That's gonna be dropping soon. And might sound a little weird, but we're gonna talk about Punky Brewster. Ooh. Hey, and just it's, a, talk. it's
3: it's road trip movies, not road trips.
0: That's what I said. Yeah.
2: Road trip movies. <laughs> <laughs> we already did the road trip show.
0: Sorry, yes. and I just Thank want to toss better. it in there that since um, I am not going to be available for the Nurse Ratchet One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, we're actually going to have a guest, and have Blake from the uh, History of Bad Ideas uh, podcast filling in for me. So a crossover, be cool. nice. Yeah.
1: Now, if there's something uh, dairy-wise that you're like, oh my god, why didn't these guys talk about X? And <laughs> it is because we've been talking about cheese for like two hours. That's the answer, but if, if you need to let us know about this dairy thing that uh, was a massive oversight in our dairy and cheese episode, uh, let us know about it. Uh, give us a call. at 708-NOW-RAP. That's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven.
0: Yep. And if you're looking for some of our older food shows, we've had all sorts of stuff, everything from uh, side dishes to dessert food, desserts to... You know, our our uh, fast food show, which was a lot of fun to research. Um, breakfast cereal. that was a oh, one. The, breakfast, the breakfast cereal show, actually our second food show. Our first food show was just called Food. So hooray for being specific on our. <laughs> Let's do a show on food. No reason to get more specific than that. Um, but yeah, you can find it at 40go14.com. That's our home on the web. You can also find us on your podcast app. Uh, we are on Apple uh podcasts, we are on Google Podcasts all over the place. Uh, find us on Blueberry, find us on Stitcher. Uh and uh yeah. Uh go. I know everybody's kinda like, hey, I got a wedge cheese in the fridge right now that needs some eating. So uh when you go over and you eat that cheese, and we're gonna have Joel with his dulcet tunes talk
2: One to you. Is the that That's some cheese eating to- music if
0: I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Don't cry into your cheese.
3: Working on my night cheese.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're not going to be counting in. Well, we we could count in. In fact,
3: what we, well, we, should... we have to do the audacity thing first.
0: Yeah, that's true. So we'll count in. Are we going to count in and then, like, start everyone, start recording? And we'll clap on three because then it'll show the spike on the okay. So, but oh. we have to
1: do that after we hit the record button because
0: yeah, hit to... record and then do yeah. one, two, three. Don't,
3: and... don't clap before the recording, it won't
0: matter. Right? One, two, three.
1: Yay, I tried to clap while doing the recording. <laughs> now my microphone's on the floor, <laughs>
3: I
0: broke my keyboard.
3: Oh, the learning curve shouldn't be this steep.
0: (laughs) Clapping and button pushing. What the hell (laughs) do you want from us, man?
3: All right, someone count us in, and then we hit record, and then...
0: Hit record, and then we'll count and clap on three. What is,
3: so are we hitting
1: record on three or
0: no? We're hitting record.
3: Why is
1: this so complicated?
3: <laughs> yes, we count down one, two, three, record, and then another one, two, three, clap. And but okay. if we're
0: one, two, three, clap. Why do we have to count into record?
3: That's a good, that's a slightly a good point, but not not that important. But-
0: <laughs> one, two, three, record. <laughs>
2: I'm recording. Should I be clapping?
0: Not yet. I want to make sure Joel.
2: I'm recording. I went on three.
0: You're on three. Okay. One, two, three clap. One, two, three. Why did you count twice? twice?
3: (laughs) Why did you count twice?
0: Because I was giving an example.
3: You're a a one, two, three clap, okay? One, two, three (laughs) clap. Yeah, like we already yeah, established good. what was going to happen. We needed one countdown, and that was it. Fine. Are, are we starting over? now?
1: Anytime anyone says the number three, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Wait,
2: are we starting over? I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all gonna be fucked up because we got random claps throughout the early recording. I clapped.
3: Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, we might as well scrap this one and start all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dinner's ready. I got to go.
2: We're at the ashram.
3: <laughs> all right. Stop this one. Delete it. Do whatever. You, but yeah. Jesus.
1: Uh, okay, so stop this. X yeah. out in that window.
3: Oh, my God. Clap. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> it's going to be. One two three, hit record, and then no. one two three, clap, and that's 1, oh, 2, <laughs> One two three, record. One two three. <laughs> one two five. <laughs> three
0: sir. <laughs> we may have destroyed Pat the show.
3: Oh, God damn it. <sighs> All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's almost no way we're going to get through this. First time.
0: <laughs> I know. Who the hell would have thought we would have called the three? Wait, Say like a-
3: at
1: any point, if someone says the number three in the middle of the show, I'm going to clap and we're going to lose Pat for like 10 minutes.
2: Oh, God damn it. All right. I'm good. All right. I clapped. Now what?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All, right. All right. Pat, do you want to count in and record and I'll count in the clap?
3: No. <laughs> I want no responsibility in any of this.
0: All right. One, two, three, record. All right, One, two, three. <laughs> oh my God. Those claps were not at the same
3: time. <laughs> What? Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. we all got to clap. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do any more of this. We're fine. We're going on for me.
0: How tough could it be to all clap at the same time? <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> oh
3: my god. That's only four people.
0: I'm laughing so hard my headphones hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it. All right. <clears throat> No, I'm gonna.
3: <laughs> oh Jesus! <geez. laughs> now you count in for Craig count in for the
0: main show, and now Joe Pat's gonna. Uh, Josh is gonna clap.
3: <laughs> in the middle of the countdown.
0: Watch it! Five, four, three, two.
3: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! All right.
4: <laughs> A little delayed there.